0: All right, everybody, and welcome back to The Last Stop. I'm your host, Manny Disley, K Silk Durag, and we have a very special episode for y'all. I have the one and only former catcher of the Detroit Tigers, Victor Martinez.
1: Don't forget my other teams. I also play with Boston, Cleveland. You know, I'm out there. When I retired. I work at a bowling alley now. So come see me.
0: I don't even remember you playing for the uh, Boston Red Sox, but... I was hurt a lot. <laughs> we we also if you don't know him now, he he's now the manager of a bowling alley. Uh so shout out to him. He's living his best life now.
1: Not really. <laughs> That's extremely depressing. <laughs> but I make money, so we get it. Exactly. Billy. That's
0: all that matters. Call him what you want, but you can't call him broke. Money. There we <laughs> so Victor is not actually Victor Martinez of the uh Detroit Tigers fame, but he did go to WrestleMania and I needed somebody to talk about that with So now that he was there living his best life, we're gonna get into that we're gonna get into Taking our horse and going to the old o- town road uh, We're also gonna talk about some nav and how he's great and in every way shape and form I mean I don't know about all that. But Listen, man talk about um, Before we get into that. I just want to make one announcement so yesterday At about 3 a.m., I was like, damn, there's no real spots that have nothing but music. And like if you want to find a song, you have to go through like 15 headlines just to find one song from an artist. Nobody's really promoting any underground artists. And I have no idea where to get new dancehall songs. You only hear them at parties. It's only like three years later after it came out. So I went along and created the Last Stop blog. It's going to be the first and last stop for all of your music needs. And it's going to have everything you need music wise. No fucking ads yet. Uh, you get no fucking Cardi B offset news or Black China news, none of that. So head on over to the last And that's where we're going to get started and start posting. I might post my music mixes there because it's illegal to post it here, I think um we'll post a podcast there and all new music so be on the lookout for that and we're gonna get into the episode now so victor how you doing i'm all right
1: first of all you may know me by my social media name aka dj pidagua aka the pidagua boat because we expanding all right so help me follow my dreams i want to retire which i already did but i want to retire and make a boat full of piragua shaved ice, and I would just go country to country and give wild shaved ice to
0: people. Now imagine being on a little rowboat filled with ice. I don't know if that's gonna work out.
1: Listen, I sunk the Titanic single-handedly. <laughs> that's why I, I, was, I was out there selling wild icy They just they came at the wrong time.
0: You might, <laughs> you might be onto something. You can't sink the boat with an iceberg if you have ice in the boat. Exactly. You, you gotta fight ice with ice. Hopefully I, I like what eye. you do. <laughs> Stay woke. Man. I like what you're doing. Um, what are your favorite flavors of Piragua? That's a very important question that cherry. I feel we have to It's
1: always been cherry. Damn I love cherry.
0: I think my favorite might be it might be tamarindo. I don't know what that is. I, <laughs> but it's good.
1: I, I worked the shaved ice cart and um I was working with the precinct uh back with like summer youth employment and they had us do shaved ice and they were like, Who wants to volunteer? I was like, Fuck it I'll try it. That shit fucking hurts. If you fucking nip yourself with the shit you use to shave the ice, that shit. Fucking or like goes. imagine
0: like scraping your fingers on. Oh my god! The it, it ice hurts itself so bad.
1: Like somebody was like, "Can I get cherry?" And I just poured my bleeding in. <laughs> <laughs> Uh He got it though. Yeah, it's delicious.
0: <laughs> He's like, "Wow, it tastes like mercury." I don't know what's <laughs> up.
1: What's oh, up with man. this? Exotic flavors only at the best agua cards made by me.
0: I never knew like that might be the most Puerto Rican thing ever. We're both from the Bronx and. You're just a Bronx Puerto Rican that just wants to retire and shave ice for a living.
1: Exactly, that's the, that's living the dream.
0: Where do you plan on selling the the pidaguas outside of a school, like a traditional Puerto Rican, or are you gonna exactly. be on I'm Tremont?
1: Going, I'm going everywhere. I'm gonna I'm gonna make it a business, so I'm gonna hire a couple other people, and we're gonna just round up all the local schools, and then we're gonna have like beef with another pidagua company, and we're just gonna like fuck them up.
0: Bro, I fuck with the vision. It's
1: gonna be mobsters, but with like Pinoys. It's
0: over. Are you gonna Are you gonna sell uh, patalitos too? Because that's very important. We
1: might We might do those and let some churros. But why not?
0: They're gonna be very cold though. It's gonna be under <laughs> ice. <laughs> oh
1: man! I'm gonna combine a hot dog cart with a churro cart with the fucking the patalitos. You, you, you didn't even get a cart. You got them in a. I got them out of a, in the, uh, laundry, the laundry. The laundry basket. Yeah. That's what I was getting them out of. And they would only cost a dollar, but they were banging.
0: No, nah, my patalitos used to come in the little ice box. They would put them in an ice box with some napkins. And they always knew which flavors were which. I'm like, yo. Was I'd- it Marion selling them? Uh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> he had a patalito where his heart used to be. <laughs> All right. Oh, so, speaking of foods and not wanting to eat them, Nav. He just dropped his album a couple weeks ago. Driving
1: solo, I'm just swimming through my hands.
0: Nav has the same flow, very consistent. He wants you to know that that's his flow.
1: When I'm solo, I just don't know who I am.
0: <laughs> he doesn't, like, he do, he never changes up. And that's what I like about some people, you I know?
1: I said the N-word that I got pressed. I can't say it again. <laughs> he,
0: you know, he got famous. It's crazy how he got famous. His music was decent. He was on Beebs, Beebs in the Trap. Everybody was like, oh, That's fire!" is that Justin Bieber? I'm like, it doesn't even sound yeah, yeah, like him. that
1: wasn't even close, but that shit was, that was a dope-ass song.
0: So Nav makes his debut on that, like, for the mainstream success. Starts putting out a couple songs. Everybody's like, oh, this is good. And then he puts out the album, and they're like, oh, it's just the same song, seven times. <laughs> but we still, I loved it. I thought it was all great. My favorite song is Did You See Nav? That song is great. It's from the perspective of a hating fan so he's just he's hating on himself in the funniest way ever so if you don't know that song check it out because it's hilarious but in the rollout to his newest album bad habits i think it's called
1: I'm pretty sure you're right
0: he did a couple he did a couple in- uh interviews and in one of the interviews the interviewer asked him if you could change one thing about yourself what would it be allergic to pretzels like who the fuck is allergic to pretzels me apparently all the dudes around me, in which case you forgot, The weekend, Drake, all those dudes, always crunching on pretzels. Bro, all the time, pretzels on deck, and I just sit there watching them eat. It feels symbolic, but I don't know what it means. What do you think that means, Victor?
1: I have no idea. He can't eat pretzels, but all his
0: friends eat pretzels.
1: To be honest, that's like a weird thing. Like, imagine just doing wild lean and smoking wild weed and just going, yo, you know what's for mad fire right now? so like fucking pretzels. <laughs> And Nav's just in the background, like, y'all don't want Domino's or, like, something else? Like, why
0: not? I, I just find it weird that Nav's music promotes, like, popping pills, doing coke, uh-huh. drinking lean. But don't do no pretzels. Smoking weed. Yo, you give him a pretzel, it's over. Don't,
1: don't you dare go to Auntie Anne's. I'll fuck you up.
0: Like, I, I love how he knows that pretzels is deadly, but everything else. If I can't eat a pretzel, I, I guess I might as well do everything else. So, the interviewer then asked him. Have you ever eaten a pretzel to impress them? And he says, oh, every time, every single goddamn time, Drake always offers me. And when, what, what am I supposed to do? I'm not going to deny a pretzel from Drake. So I eat the shit. And 10 minutes later, I tell him I got to go home. But in reality, I'm not going home. I'm going to the ER to get my stomach pumped. But they think my body can handle pretzels, and that's all that matters. Oh, man. This man is dying to make a name for himself. And it's, it's literally by eating pretzels. I've never heard of such a thing.
1: I, I guarantee you by now they just know. And they're like, yo, how many pretzels did we get to
0: <laughs> Yo, now he's going to walk in. They're going to put an Auntie Anne in the studio. He, they, he's going to be like, oh, my God. Yeah, I'll take one. I'll take the fucking pretzel sticks. Uh,
1: give me the whole cart. Fuck it.
0: Are you allergic to anything?
1: Not that I know of.
0: All right. If you were allergic to something and the weekend were to offer it to you, like a pretzel, would you eat it?
1: Probably, I'm not gonna lie.
0: I really? just love how he goes, and ten minutes later, I tell him I gotta go home. Like, imagine being a grown ass like rich rapper, and you go, "Hey guys, I gotta step out. I gotta go home. Like, you don't have a fucking curfew or anything.
1: It- I, what is your excuse? Because if, if I'm not I'm gonna be like, where, where, where are you going? Like,
0: <laughs> we just getting started. Yeah. Nah, nah.
1: I said I'm not feeling it right now. I don't got the verses, you know, flowing. I got, I gotta go. <laughs>
0: It does. Like, does he record first and then go home? I
1: guarantee you, every time they step out, they're like, "God of a gift." Or <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, maybe, maybe they think they're like, maybe Nav doesn't even like us. Like, maybe this whole time he doesn't even fuck with us or anything. The whole time they're th- they're being self conscious about Nav, and it's just him being allergic to pretzels going to the hospital because he knows he's gonna die soon.
1: If I was a weekend, I'd go on concert with him, perform a song, and be like, yo, I got this pretzel right here for you, because you my bro, I love you, I fuck with you that much, I brought you a pretzel on stage, eat this in front of everybody.
0: The, I'd like to imagine that the only reason they're even bringing pretzels to the studio is because they offered it to Nav, and he said yes, so they just think he likes it, so they're like, we have to have pretzels every time Nav comes through, because he loves them.
1: Apparently, apparently, The weekend and Drake are just extremely nice, they're just always bringing pretzels they're like, just yo, for
0: you love the pretzels, so we're bringing them just for you. Oh, uh-huh, man. And I feel like Drake, after he read that interview, he texted him like, hey, man, you don't have to prove yourself to us. We love you for who you are. And then it created an entire song. <laughs> 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 Fuck that, that pretzel that you love so bad. I could see it. I could see it.
1: He's working on his album, too. He's on, he's on tour.
0: Oh, yeah. He, he said he's him and J. Cole are performing new music. Oh, God. Are you looking forward to that? That sounds beautiful. Uh, who else is That's working? would be like
1: the most woke sad song I've ever heard.
0: Oh it it's gonna be hopefully it's not about having sex at in the eighth grade like that one J. Cole song. Oh man. That well, song was so awkward I mean, to listen to.
1: That that his first song with Drake was about hitting it in the morning too. Oh my god. so it's they just gonna to be stop. a lot of sex. They,
0: I I don't need to they hear about. like not nah, I
1: hit it in the morning, how about a little quickie in the afternoon? Why not?
0: <laughs> I don't uh, i'm tired of j cole sex songs i think i'm good on those for the rest of my life
1: he only has like two actually no he, he references the sex a lot
0: and i ain't never did this before no that's all if you listen back to it and actually like listen the video is dope though it's two puppies exactly it's puppy love yeah but then you're listening to the There's song and you're like oh it. this is There's
1: levels to it open your third eye you gotta stay woke
0: that's how i know victor's the typical j cole fan listen Yo, you don't even understand. Did you go
1: platinum with no features? Exactly. I think I, no Exactly.
0: Never never mind. I can't do a podcast by myself. That'd be weird. That's
1: really boring. So how do you feel about this topic, Manny? Oh, it's great, Manny. I just, I really love it.
0: And then what, like, as you're sitting there listening to it, do you sit there and agree? Like, yeah, that's exactly how I feel. Maybe you disagree. I just think that's That's weird. It's like
1: having a debate with yourself. It makes no sense.
0: What if you lose? Like, you (laughs) just sound stupid and everybody's listening to you.
1: Damn, this nigga really beat himself. That's crazy.
0: All right, so who are some other artists you're looking forward to dropping music this year? Because nobody has dropped music at all this year besides I Future mean, and Nav. Wow, that's
1: that's crazy. I didn't really think about it like that. We're in wow. April, I mean, second week of April. Every everybody knows Drake's eventually gonna drop probably sometime during the summer. Bryson has been working on an album for a while, and he's he came out the, like he came out basically hot as hell, and then his sophomore album was a flop. Just like parties.
0: Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa! It was the third. The party next door three was the was the flop. Oh yeah, one. you're right. You're right. Because party right. next door two, that had recognized. Yeah,
1: but technically party next door one was a mixtape. So like party next door three would have been his sophomore album. Which oh was yeah, a flop. yeah. Um. Listen, so listen. if party and Bryson put out some new music, I'd definitely be looking out for that. The weekend obviously is probably getting ready to drop sometime soon.
0: Did you notice that he never like he's. After that last song that he put out, he was like, "All right, I'm not promoting nothing else." Like it, if you if you look at like how he put it out, it's not it doesn't even have his name. It has the person who produced the song and The Weekend. It's not The Weekend. Like it's not his oh, single. But
1: I, yeah, it wasn't. That was um, uh, some DJ. I think the sweetest DJ. That they do out. that
0: on purpose, just in case the if song. If you
1: actually like Kissland, uh, the last song, yeah. Kermansky or whatever, his they name changed is. that around so that it's featuring The Weekend uh, yeah. instead of The him, and and look, uh, odd look. Uh, instead of it, it being... First of all, Kissland is probably The Weeknd's best album and his most underrated.
0: Oh, nobody even looks out for that album. And Literally,
1: that... I'm not going to lie. I heard that, it was, I think it was like my sophomore year of high school. And the first time I heard it, I was like, yo, this album is trash. i was so sad. Like, I, I, I love this guy. I'm fucking <laughs> disappointed. And then I heard it again, and I was like, wait a second. I may be honest to something.
0: Listen, listen. I'm glad that I listened to The Weeknd the way I did. And it was by ignoring all of my friends who were already fans... And just listen to one girl, because that's the way you got to do it. You have to let a girl put you onto R&B.
1: Always hold it before, bros, apparently.
0: Don't, why would you want to listen to a guy's advice on R&B music? Don't do that. Just listen to the female advice, and that's how it goes. All I
1: listen to is R&B. And then I just like, when I'm driving on the highway, I'm like, I can't be depressed when my window's <laughs> down, so let me throw some Future on, because at least it has a, uh, a trap beat, and he's singing about being depressed, so we good.
0: Yeah, it's almost R&B, just with more guns.
1: And more lean. <laughs> And him talking about how he's going to kill himself, but nobody really... Well, that's attention. The
0: Weeknd. The Weeknd does music like that, too, if you really want to think about yeah, it. Yeah, but
1: it's all, like, slower. I mean, now he's done some hip-hop songs. Like, have you ever... All his features kind of bop, to be honest. Like, every feature he's ever been on.
0: Like, the the French Montana one? You have... A um, lie, a lie, a lie. That,
1: well, he did another one with French Montana, which was Gifted. That mm. one was fire. You have... That one was good. Uh, the one he did with Wiz Khalifa, dope as fuck. The one he did with Deuce, uh, Juicy J, dope as fuck. The ones um, he
0: did with Drake...
1: That entire well, take care was a lot of the yeah. Weeknd and Drake working together. Most of, his, most of his beats came from take the weekend. Take care is arguably one of Drake's, if not Drake's, best album. So it's it's an arguable conversation, but to me, in my opinion, that's his best album, and the Weeknd worked a lot with him on that
0: one. I could put up a fight for nothing was the same. I could put up a good fight for that album. No, listen, you got to go back and listen. You that man, listen. that shit is amazing. Andre
1: Thirousand spit. A disgusting verse on Take Care. And
0: then Lil Wayne came. Lil Wayne ruined most of the songs for me. uh, I got so tight.
1: Because Andre, like, oh, man. Andre 2000, he was just like, wow, that was a great verse. And then Lil Wayne was like, oh, you thought that
0: was nice? (laughs) This one isn't, though. I'm not going to hold you.
1: And to her, I'm just a rapper. And so she'll have met another. Lil
0: Wayne and Drake do not make good music together. I hate everything that they do. Except Uh, for that one song that never came out on the album. Yeah, it that, was, I think it
1: was a single that they put out together, and it was just kind of them going back and forth in verses, which is actually pretty dope.
0: Yeah, uh, damn, it's not zero to 100.
1: No, it was, it was, I don't know, it was something else, but like they slowed down at one point, uh, towards the <coughs> end of the song. It, Believe me, yeah, that was fire.
0: That's a, that's a great song that came out during our prom.
1: Drake's, Drake's another one, too. Like, I don't think Drake has ever had a bad feature.
0: Nah, he he makes people like he famous off their feet. Yeah,
1: like I honestly think like Drake's like yo, this dude's about to be popping. I might as well get there before like like I start the wave.
0: Yeah, yo, he but he does something that nobody else does, which is hopping on a song and making that person more popular, even though they were gonna be popular without right, like, that he's a, feature. He's
1: always done that though. Like even like if from the beginning of his career, Migos, what, he yeah, Versace, he, he, he popped off. O- he popped the Migos off. Wop. Um, who else did he? Uh, J D Blockboy, I think he has a song with Gunna already.
0: Yeah, but that was that was after Gunna was famous. That was just like a throwaway song. The the little baby song, Never Recover or whatever it is. The yeah, yeah. brand new whip got no keys.
1: On it, like even songs that you like. Uh, I love McConan. You have like literally oh, has one good song, and it's because Drake threw himself on the feature, and then you never heard from him again. That's a fact Granted like, he's out here Doing his own thing But yeah, like, he, nobody really cares he's
0: a, he's a gay rapper now So shout out to I Love McConaughey Oh man he's, uh, His music is not good But what are you What are you gonna do Listen about? as
1: long as he's living His best life If he came out the closet Good for him
0: Yeah I mean what, what are we gonna do what are we going to... It's his there, life.
1: There's, there's, you know, room for gay rappers out there. They all, they have their own segue.
0: The only problem with that is that there's no good ones.
1: Yeah, that's true. It,
0: once there's a really good gay rapper, I feel like it's going to change.
1: I mean, Frank Ocean's a gay R&B artist. And, like, when he said he was gay, they were like, nobody cares about his yeah. music. It's fire. <laughs>
0: yeah. A, a, a couple people did because, like, they, they listened to some songs differently, but they I got did, over it. I did it.
1: not care. Like, I, I I skipped some words out, like, in Chanel, which is also fire. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to lie, it took me a while to be like, see on both sides, like Chanel. And I looked at the Chanel logo and I was like, yo, this <laughs> that guy- bars.
0: Oh my God. <laughs> That's real bars. Miracle spirit, to miracle in a
1: swimming pool. Um. So, and then Nova, like, he came out swinging with Nova Kane. I mean, Nova he had Kane was a, fine. He had, Nova Kane was like his most radio player. Swim Good. Another, Swim Good was great. Uh, like, even songs that you haven't really, like, if you go to like some of Frank Ocean's old stuff, he's always been hitting. So he like he's really good.
0: Who who else is uh? Are we looking forward to Frank Ocean this year? I don't think he dropped anything since twenty
2: sixteen.
1: Hey, uh, I listen. I, anytime if Frank Ocean was to drop anything, I'd probably look forward to it. It's like Frank Ocean to me is like what Kid Cudi is to everybody else. Where he if Kid Cudi literally dropped a song, just going nah, everybody like oh sh- yo, you heard that hum? That but hum I'm though.
0: starting to think that Kid Cudi. People don't like them, they just like them because it's you know the a cool thing is to underrated
1: like. You too, off of Travis Scott's album? Through the Late Night.
0: Oh, that song and is it's, amazing.
1: It's literally... I don't even think it's because of Travis. Like, Kid It's Kid Cudi humming? The humming in the background <laughs> and how he just raises it up. Oh, man, I get so hyped.
0: Bro, that, I, I just love that song. It's even better live. Like, if you hear that song live, it, it changes you, your whole... If you see
1: me on the highway and I have my windows down listening to that song, if I was you, I just, I'm, I'm swerving through traffic at that point because... <laughs>
0: I'm gonna die before I hit the late night Oh my god Um, But on Frank Ocean We had a little debate yesterday on the phone While we were talking about doing this episode I feel That Miguel Is a better R&B artist than Frank Ocean False Now why do you think that Frank Ocean Is a better R&B Act Like why is he better than Miguel
1: Because Frank Ocean has never missed like, he has never missed. The man puts out... Frank Ocean is like Adele. Adele puts out an album, like, every, what, four or five years? Yeah. And every time she puts it out, somebody's like, yo, that shit is fire. Frank Ocean does not miss. I have not had a Miguel album where, like, I've listened to it. And granted, I've listened to Miguel. Like, I have a couple songs on uh, on my phone. A couple albums, actually. But, like, I'll catch myself singing a Frank Ocean song out of nowhere. and have to listen to the entire album. All right. and I think Frank Ocean is just more of a classic artist. Miguel's not bad. And I know he got he got some heat, like... He got some heat like Paul uh, like Paul Pierce did. Oh. Paul Pierce was like, "I'm better than D Wade," and everybody was like, "Are you stupid?" <laughs> so it's like, I mean, if you really think about it, you don't get it to any any anything you do. Do you really go and go, "Yo, I'm gonna be like the third best person"? You you want to be the best at whatever you do. So like for, for him to have that attitude, 100 like 100 percent respect it. But Frank Ocean is just top notch. That's that's a classic artist, and the man only has what like two official albums.
0: He okay. has, he has. if you want to count Nostalgia Ultra in there, because that's like a... He had a visual album, too. That shit like, was trash. The I Endless kinda, album.
1: I honestly, there's some songs on there that I actually really like.
0: The, the only song on there that I actually like like is Comme des Garcons. Comme des
1: Garcons. Yeah, yeah. Des Garcons. and it's just
0: him Comme just de, saying de, it. Com, no, like, up, let's go That's it.
1: There's a couple other songs that I, um, I can't think of just by names, but like... Sometimes, like, they, they'll they pop up. Because I have... Um, I downloaded the album instead of, like, having to watch the visual yeah, album. Yeah, yeah, same. So, that way... Like, there's some songs on there that I, I really do like.
0: Mm-hmm. But, Miguel... I just think... If you had to... If you had to go to a wedding... And you had to pick a song... Ed Sheeran. You're picking that... What's that song? The Perfect. fucking...
1: Ed Sheeran is... Ed Sheeran is by far the most timeless wedding artist of all time. Bro. Like, if...
0: You're if telling you me go, you'll pick what's that? What's the name of that song? Fucking perfect, perfect. You're picking that over Adorn thinking, by Miguel. Thinking out loud. Or
1: thinking out loud. What are you talking? Listen,
0: bro. I'm picking Adorn nah, every day of the week.
1: I, I can't. Ed Sheeran literally is meant to be a wedding artist.
0: Bro, Adoran is just so fire. True. If you
1: ever listen to this podcast, I'm getting married eventually. If you want to just pop out at the wedding and, and just sing one song, like I'll pay you. With, like, like, I, I admire you, you know?
0: Doesn't he have like a lazia? He's going to be looking at both of you singing the song? That, I don't even care. That like, <laughs> shit is beautiful. I never liked him. I just thought it was... I never even liked that little reggae song or whatever he put out. He has a lot of boppers. I'm not going to lie. Uh well, that's not like
1: like you wouldn't be on the highway listening to Ed Sheeran unless you are depressed. I don't I
0: don't listen to his music. But period.
1: Ed Sheeran Ed Sheeran has a lot of good songs. He's he's um he's good.
0: But back to back to Miguel.
1: Ed Sheeran is the only white artist besides like Post Malone that's good with the hip hop community.
0: Oh, he's like on the Breakfast Club. Like, so this, like man, this man, this man has in the morning. had
1: battle like battle raps with like wilder like rap like <laughs> rapper rappers, and like apparently he goes bar for bar with them.
0: I, about what I don't, what? B- I don't believe it,
1: but like listen. Hey, why you, wait, listen, 21 Savage is British.
0: Oh, yeah, I forgot. My can't, bad. Can't knock the hustle. On guard. <laughs> Yo, shout out to 21 Savage. Are you look, Who else are you looking forward to? Oh, and by the way, Miguel wins the debate, by the way. No, he doesn't. I didn't even have to speak up on that. Miguel just had... Kaleidoscope Dreams... Not that good. ...is one of the best R&B albums of all time. Like, there's no skippable songs. 14 songs, 52 minutes long. I... F- Find a bad song on here. No. You're going to sit there and you're going to be like, wow. Jeremiah had
1: that one album that like no, I've never heard anybody talk about, but was a really, really solid oh, album. Oh,
0: I think it was Late Nights.
1: Um, that was a great album. He has a song with Jenea I- 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 Aiko on there that I really like, um, but that was really good too. Jeremiah is another person.
0: Paradise is a really good song. That
1: uh, I think is underrated that people don't really take seriously. When he gets on features, he, that man cannot like, do bad on a hook. All his hooks are great.
0: I think the problem with Jeremiah is that people don't like him. Like remember, As a person? yeah, remember him and Party Next Door was spo- like they were collabing on a bunch of songs, and right. then they went on tour together, and then Jeremiah was like, "Fuck that, nigga," and
1: he he had that with somebody else recently. That he was it was with, with. Uh,
0: Tiana Taylor. Oh, it's yeah, the yeah. same thing. So Jeremiah doesn't like when people go over their time, I guess. And
1: I mean, I, I would, uh, I mean, if if you have more time on my tour than me.
0: No, but it was a joint tour. Like they were oh, okay, they were okay, both okay, switching okay. headlines. Okay. So party next door, it was like five minutes over. And Jeremiah was like, That nigga can't sing. <laughs> Y'all really think he could sing? And then apparently he was sending like body doubles to go perform for him and shit like that. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, he's just a weird he's a weird guy from Chicago who can sing. Oh man. Uh, a lot of good artists. Chief Keith, Jeremiah.
1: Chance came out of Chicago. Vic Mensa at one point was supposed to be... Vic
0: experience. Mensa was only good on one album and at one single, and that's he had it. a couple singles that were okay. Like the but Oh You Mad is... You have like
1: BJ the Chicago Kid.
0: Oh, I like him a, a lot. There's a lot
1: of good Chicago artists coming out of Chicago. Kanye.
0: It used to be R. Kelly, but...
1: I don't know who that is.
0: Yeah. Can't even, can't even like his music anymore.
1: I ain't can't to the Michael Jackson, though.
0: Oh, apparently HBO took down the documentary.
1: Because it was really dumb.
0: They said it was fake. Apparently, Fake news? No, so... Fake news. In one of the documentaries, one of the kids talks about, like, hanging out with Michael Jackson at this, like, railroad thing or whatever. See, that's the
1: thing. Oprah ran that. You know how many interviews Oprah has with MJ where you're like, yo, you my nigga?
0: Yeah. And then then she's just like, yo... "Yo, fuck that nigga, man. They was like, yo, how much is a check? Oh, yeah, that nigga's a
1: bitch. Fuck that guy. He he They
0: took down that interview, too, that Oprah did. So, apparently, one of the guys was like... The time frame that he said he was with Michael Jackson and where he was, that place didn't exist until 1993. So it doesn't add up. And the guy said it happened between 1988 and 1991. So the
1: people were at that point were just chasing a check. Because at least with R. Kelly, like there's multiple like instances. Mm-hmm. like with MJ, there's no like clear-cut um, like, circumstances where it's like we have like multiple like you just have multiple people with hearsay.
0: And the FBI even investigated Michael Jackson. And they found no evidence, and any of this ever happening.
1: Multiple, just it's just hearsay. And when he died, multiple people said it. Yeah, we were just chasing the check. Yeah,
0: the, the, I think some of the parents came out and said, "Yeah, we were wilding." That's
1: why Macaulay Culkin was like, "Yo, I'm cutting y'all off." Yeah, yeah. I got out of my life. Maca- was just me. Y- y- it y- was, y-
0: was Macaulay Culkin and some other child actor. They yeah, were like, "Yeah, nothing like that ever Macaulay happened."
1: Macaulay Culkin and um like Aaron Carter. Oh, and Aaron Carter literally after that interview uh, after that series came out was like. I know y'all did this for the money. You lucky that, oh, my, I will fuck y'all. I will fuck yeah. y'all. Be lucky. But I, I know lawyers will get involved. But if I ever see you in the streets, just know it's on site.
0: And, like, if if, you, if you're if you Macaulay Culkin, you, you're going to be like, yo, I know for a fact it didn't happen. Because imagine, nothing happened with me, and I was Macaulay Culkin just, in the 90s. Just
1: imagine Aaron Carter, who sings, I want candy, <laughs> threatened to fuck you up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you, it's it's one of those weird things, and the timing was weird. It was like HBO was like, "Yo, who are we gonna take down next? I mean, we gotta yeah, find it's, somebody." It's just,
1: I don't know. Like I I was always an MJ fan, even when like this stuff was going on. and It was like bad to be MJ. His music is timeless. Like you can't like R. Kelly made timeless music, but it's like you're a terrible person. And
0: he's so terrible. Like with well, Michael Jackson, the uh, the allegations were like, "Oh, we might have to stop," but we kind of like like he's the king of pop type shit. And then now it comes out as false. So you're like, oh, thank God. I can't. And I can like, listen I to his music this man again.
1: Like, lost everything. And when he was on his way to coming back and trying to build his legacy back to where it used to be, he died.
0: Yeah. Literally right before he can even get anything going. He had
1: a tour getting ready to go out, an album ready to go out, like working on all the stuff to build back his legacy.
0: His doctor killed him.
1: And they was just like, yo, hold this L and hold these drugs real quick.
0: Yep. But Prince died the same way. Everybody died the same way.
1: Yeah, but Prince has so much unreleased music. If they would. Prince has a vault full of just unreleased yeah. music. You can get Purple Rain, too. He probably has Purple Rain feature in future, and you don't even know about oh it. Oh, my God. You know how fire that song is Imagine,
0: ah, just a guitar in the background and a Future crying. Lean. I just need my girlfriend. Prince gave him some lean out of the Lake Minnetonka. He was like, I have this. Adrian,
1: lean, lean, lean. It ain't embarrassing.
0: Yo. Um, so, yeah, Michael Jackson. Apparently, those stories come out to be false. Um, they took down the documentary and the Oprah interview because most of the things that the guy said didn't add up, and the timelines don't make sense. So it might look like those are false. Um, R. Kelly is touring again, and he came out with a video. He was like, "Oh, uh, I hope the media takes it easy on me. I'm just trying to make some money to pay off these legal issues." I hope- yeah, <laughs> he, he was like, "Please don't, don't kill me." But listen, this is what this is what has to be done. If you were really wild and then all these things are true, then you know you got to go you gotta, under the jail. Got
1: away with it for so long. I guarantee this man was like, "I did it once. I got, I, I, I got off scat free. That's it. It's over." But
0: you know what? What are you gonna do? We can't stop. The only way you can stop him is by not going to his shows. But you already know there's gonna be there's
1: a, wild aunties right now. That- yeah,
0: there's more people that they're like, "Yo, we don't even care." This is R. Kelly. We love his music. We don't give a fuck about what happens. And what are you going to do? We can't, we can't judge anybody because...
1: I'm judging the shit out of this thing. I don't care what you say. No, no. I'm not you saying about R. Kelly. I'm mind. saying like
0: we can't... We, the, the problem is with this generation now, if you do something that we don't like... I'm not saying about R. Kelly, but I'm saying about the people that go to his shows. If you do something that we don't like, you have to be canceled forever you gotta lose your job. Man, you, you gotta really get cancel kicked with
1: somebody though. You, they, they try, It'd be like, "Oh, you, you, you're canceled," but it's like, I mean, that'll last for like a day or two, and then I'm back.
0: Bro, that's that's what I find the most annoying. Like, why like, does somebody have that, to lose their job over? I it? all that social media stuff too. Yeah, social
1: media is like one of the worst places/slash best places on earth because it's either like it made this generation soft, but at the same time made it like that everything became a joke, including like death and like other serious nature. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's a terrible mindset.
0: Everybody gets clowned. if you do like Nav. They, they they just clown him for being Nav and shit like that. Like yeah. he's just a laughing stock. Even though like if
1: Nav, if Nav went like the weekend route where like he never revealed himself for like a while and mm-hmm. Nav was just putting out music, I guarantee you Nav would have a bigger fan base because nobody knew who he really was. Bro, if he wasn't like I'm the first brown boy to get a popping, if he just like people assumed that he was black, I guarantee he have more. Clout. Nobody
0: would care. And then that's the that's the problem. Like yo, know, you can't do nothing without getting joked on and shit like that. Like Nav. He. There was another interview where he was like, one of my goals when I was growing up was I wanted to be on TMZ. Like, I wanted to be a superstar. And he was like, when I'm driving down Beverly Hills in my G-Wagon or my Rolls Royce with all my jewelry on, and I go into a store and I walk out, the people at TMZ, they don't even take a picture of me. They don't even ask me who I am. so." <laughs> He's like, I'm wearing all my jewelry, and I get into my expensive cars, and nobody cares. I'm like, I feel you, Nav. I, that's what I want to be like. I don't, I don't. If you, if you, if your goal is to be famous, and you see the TMZ guys, and see, that's, that's, they, that's, that's, they just give too. you a head nod, and then that's it.
1: I feel him on that because like he wants to be noticed, but like I guarantee, there's other artists out there that would pray for that. Oh,
0: like yeah. imagine having all your jewelry on, you having the flyest whips, and
1: you just walk out of there unnoticed. Yeah,
0: nobody cares. The TMZ guy just fucking. Hey, what's up? That's it. That's all you get. But now, you know, he got his first ever TMZ interview. And, like, one of the people in the car was trying to be like, all right, let's go. And he was like, no, no. Let me do this. <laughs> and he was like, I want, I want to make sure I answer this, all this guy's questions. Because, you know, maybe he's with the mentality of, you never know when I'm going to do it again. Because it's going to be hard. Like, if you don't, those TMZ people, they don't know who Nav is. They don't care about, like, hip-hop and shit like that. Hip-hop, hip They just care about the, the main people. So, with that being said, I was at Wale Mania.
1: That's a nice segue right there. You went from hip-hop to what? Yeah. I see, I see what you did. This is I what I get what paid the it. big
0: bucks for. And by big bucks, zero bucks. But you can pay me starting now. I'll promote anything. So, I was at Wale Mania. And it was basically, if you're an internet wrestling fan, this is what, this is what it's made for. We had performances by Wale um, Smoke Dizza, G4 Boys, West Side Gun, um, a couple other people I don't remember off top right now. Shout out to Emilio and Kaz. They threw the event. Well, they helped throw the event with Wrestle Rap. They did like their podcast part and then they brought all, all, all these people out. Um, Ricochet was there in VIP that was dope. with Cedric Alexander and their. Um, I can't even remember what their girlfriend's names are. Leo Rush was there. Um, when I was walking through VIP, <laughs> MVP was walking right behind me. So I, I made a joke. I turned around. I was like, listen, if you need me to be a bodyguard, let me know. I'm a clear path. I got you. He started laughing. I built a little rapport with MVP. We had a couple conversations. I
1: guarantee you he has no idea who you are.
0: Right he now. would never remember. Like, he was drunk, by the way. He was super drunk because he was like, oh, on the oh, I'm going to drink that's a rock." And then he was, every time I saw him, he was drinking another Modelo. I'm like, yo, 20, 2005 Manny? Listen, or-
1: he's the best at everything. You don't oh. remember. So he, he'd out drink you and then shoot, shoot his shot on the court. It's over.
0: Bro, bo- yo, he made ball and popping with white people. Jim Jones couldn't do that. True. Yo, and then he, he had the greatest entrance of all time. So MVP was there. He was getting lit. Booker T was there. He was a guest of honor. He was in his own separate section overlooking everybody just like the king that he is with charmel charmel was also there um she she might be the first queen in the black community like you know how everybody's a queen now beyonce she was a queen before beyonce nobody knew beyonce as queen B. You you
1: about to get wild heat from Yo, what you
0: just said. Charmelle was a queen in like 2004, 2005.
1: You about to get wild.
0: Beyoncé was not Queen B yet. She you about was to still get she was heat. wasn't she still in Destiny's Child trying to uh-oh her way to <laughs> that that's Rihanna's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. That's not
1: even Rihanna actually. That's a That's <laughs> the Jay-Z Beyoncé song. What oh, it is? is it? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you right. crazy for
0: this one. Um, um but yeah, uh King uh King Booker was there. Uh Chris Masters was there.
1: Oh, that's, that's
0: dope. I asked him, can I?" can Where's you he at in TNA? I have no idea. But everybody you know, everybody from New York, like, I don't know what it is, but there were some people there who you knew were, they were like casual wrestling fans, so they didn't know the new people, but they knew Chris Masters. They were like, yo, Master Lock. <laughs> I'm like... Yo, like some people asked him if he could put them in the master lock true he politely st- declined true but.
1: story i had a wwe boat and i'm talking about like not one of the little plastic boats but like the actual like replica of like the official title boats so Damn. instead of instead of like strapping it around my waist i used to try to slide it down my body <laughs> i put myself in a master lock with a wwe belt, and i it hurt so bad and i couldn't get out of it Imagine walking around your house with your hands up in a master. Oh like, my! Going, mom, can you take this off? It hurts with tears, so bad. You had tears in your eyes. Oh man, it
0: hurts so bad. But, um, so Chris Masters was there. I took a picture with him. Uh, he was smiling. He looked like an undercover cop. I wasn't smiling, and that I'm gonna start working on that. I need to know when to smile or not in the pictures. I got to know when you to take gauge, like the cool. Yeah. Like, if you look at the picture of me and Chris Masters. It looks extremely awkward. Yeah, because I, I want to be smiling in that picture. I even try to Photoshop a smile onto my <laughs> face. I was like, yo.
1: But you I, can kind of tell. Like, Chris Masters definitely looks like a smiling-ass photo person. I didn't. Like, if I was to take a picture with, like, Tyler Breeze, I guarantee you I'd have to smile in that picture. Uh,
0: you ha- So now, like, if you take a picture with a white guy, you have to smile. Like, uh. Just look at my face. Look at my face in that picture. You, he, look, you look extremely awkward. But he's so happy. I'm like, I wish I could be as happy as he was that, in that picture. That photo,
1: I'm not going to lie, uh, Chris Masters looks like Brian's old roommate from onianta
0: Oh, the one that was a wrestler or whatever? Pete? No, he looks like oh, Pete. Pete. Oh, Pete? Oh, God. Shout out to you, Pete. Yeah, shout out to Pete. But um, I yeah, I met Chris Masters. Um, Stokely Hathaway was there. I still was up to him. There was a bunch of wrestlers in the room. There was a... And at the end of this episode, by the way, we're going to put in, because I did some interviews with some wrestlers. So I have my interview with Ricochet, uh, my interview with uh, yeah, Cedric Alexander. Don't forget Booker. Oh, yeah. I have, of course, the interview with Booker T. And there, oh, there's a great shoot interview. Shoot? If you don't know what shoot is. It's when JD Blockboy made it pop him. No, nah, no, nah. it's unscripted. It's like an unscripted. Like this is real. This is not wrestling. This is real life type shit. So there's a shoot interview by Tomatonga, where he's a couple beverages in. Oh man. And he is very drunk.
1: Oh man. And
0: he starts wilding. So this is all gonna be at the end of the episode. I hope y'all enjoy that. Shout out to Emilio Cavs for inviting me and letting me do the press for for this event. But, yeah, uh, it's some great interviews. You're going to enjoy them. So, before we get off of that, let's talk about some WrestleMania. Let's do a little recap of the event. Did you watch TakeOver at all?
1: That, I was at work. I couldn't watch TakeOver. Uh, Takeover. I'm sure TakeOver was probably ten times better than WrestleMania. Oh,
0: I was there. Every match felt like a five-star match.
1: Because it's just like, uh, NXT is literally just like an indie crowd in a WWE show.
0: Yep. It, like and all the wrestlers in there, they're like if you look at this card specifically, all of them were like indie wrestlers like three years ago, four years ago.
1: Yeah, know Alex, I know Aleister Black had a match with Ricochet, and they had a it was a tag team. I forgot who they they faced. They faced they, the War Raiders. I know they put them over basically. Cause yeah, they had a great match, and then decided to basically look. I mean, everybody knows like with what Ricochet and Aleister Black, those are like the two biggest names right now, especially mm-hmm. in NXT. So they should have won that match, but they, you know to put those guys over was awesome. The Velveteen Dream had a match. He's at a,
0: against Matt Riddle.: I hope he's
1: big because
0: like, oh, Matt Riddle, he was a big indie signing, and once, you, once they came to New York, like he was loved in every single spot. And then once Takeover Brooklyn hit and Velveteen Dream came out, it, everybody went crazy for Velveteen Dream. And they all turned on Matt Riddle. That,
1: that's the thing, though. It's like, see, people like Velveteen, like Tyler Breeze and Velveteen Dream, are both, we're both big in NXT. Mm-hmm. Tyler Breeze got to the main roster and like, couldn't get over. So I'm hoping like something like Velveteen Dream, like that androgynous kind of character. And he can wrestle. Oh, he, he can. He can wrestle. Patrick can Clark go. can definitely wrestle. Yep. Um, shout out to Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Um, so, Yo,
0: I, I feel like if it wasn't for Hulk Hogan being a piece of shit, Velveteen Dream wouldn't be who he everybody is.
1: Everybody just cheers him at WrestleMania anyway.
0: I don't like uh so before we get into that, to give a little backstory for Velveteen Dream. So Hulk Hogan used to be a judge on this show called Tough Enough. It was basically like the American idol of wrestling. So after every episode, a judge picks somebody who's gonna be who could be eliminated by the fans who vote. And for some reason, Hulk Hogan chose Patrick Clark, who is now Velveteen Dream, to be eliminated. But before that, Patrick Clark, he he was he came in first in every single event on that show. But Hulk Hogan was like, Patrick Clark's the only black guy on the show, by the way. Hulk Hogan picks him and they're like, everybody's like, yo, why did you pick him? That makes no sense. And Hulk Hogan was like, because I want to know how he feels under pressure. And like He's in the elim- he's in the elimination round, so that pressure is not up to him. It's up to the fans who vote for the other white people that are there. And Patrick Clark ends up getting eliminated while he's winning all of the competitions and he's the best wrestler on there. So literally, the very next week, by the very next episode, it comes out that Hulk Hogan's a racist, and like the, all the clips come out of him. wilding, talking about his daughter can't date any black people, he drops n bombs all over the place. And, it's uh, you know, you look at it and you're like, wow, so Patrick Clark being the only black guy got eliminated because of Hulk Hogan. People find out Hulk Hogan's a racist and they replace him on the show. And now, Velveteen Dream is like the biggest, one of the biggest faces of NXT.
1: And on top of that, the people, the the Yeti who won that show, I don't even think he signed to NXT. Anymore. No,
0: he he stopped. they They cut him.
1: Like so, the person you eliminated from the show is now the biggest, like one of the biggest NXT yep. stars, and will probably ev- eventually hold the belt for the NXT. Yeah,
0: he, right now he's the North American champion,
1: yeah, and that, that's what they, they had the, the match for, mm-hmm. and apparently that was also another five star match. Yeah,
0: I feel like every match, like there's there's contenders there, they could all be a contender for a five star match, depending on how you look at it. That Matt Riddle Velveteen Dream match was amazing. And he beat Matt Riddle's undefeated streak. Um, you had Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole. Baby, that match, you you couldn't go fifteen seconds in the Barclays Center without somebody yelling out Adam Cole and everybody going baby for the whole night, the entire hey, night. Baby, <laughs> you would have thought that Adam Cole was from Brooklyn. Like everybody was going hard for him. See,
1: that's why I think what makes NXT so good is the fact that like you get each match gets time. Cause it's like with the actual like main card pay per view shows, it's like all right, we're gonna squeeze twenty five matches into this card. You get like two, like that Rey Mysterio Samoa Joe match.
0: That shit made no I, sense. I
1: listen. When I was a kid, I was a fucking huge fan of Rey Mysterio. Like, Rey Mysterio, did Mysterio, you meet him? I met Rey Mysterio, and it was the most awkward thing because I was like, "Yeah, I'm Rey Mysterio. Oh my god, it's so amazing." I got to the front of that line, and he's, "What's up, man? I'm, uh, 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 uh. You want me to sign that picture?" Uh, 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 uh. Like, Rey Mysterio was, like, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. So, like, when he came out and, like, for me to be there... He was dressed as Mysterio. I was, was, like, really excited because I was like, this is WrestleMania. If this man doesn't shoot up from underneath... (laughs) i'm going to be upset he didn't shoot up from underneath Oh yeah, lame, he just so. walked out <laughs> i was i was mad i was like this is the moment and then his pyro went off and i watched everybody around me jump and it was just hilarious <laughs> so i was like he's about to squash him over joe he's ready to finish the six one nine and when he got oh man that just so you know Rey mysterio who was built up to be the the guy who is able to take down all the big guys like the great khali and kane and everybody else to just, like, get squashed like that. I understand there was an injury involved, but, man, like, that killed my soul. Oh, I didn't know that there was an he injury. Was, he had an ankle injury. Oh, so, yeah. I so, think that's yeah. the reason why they didn't let the match go as long. Plus, they were probably pressed for time as well. Yeah. But still, it to, like, sense. you know, you're promoting him. You bring him back. And then it's, like, this is one of your biggest wrestlers of all time. One of the biggest Mexican wrestlers of all time. One of the biggest Lucha wrestlers mm-hmm. of all time.
0: And he's been having great matches with Andrade. Everybody. everybody. Andrade especially. Yeah, They, they, have they the put on some great matches.
1: So it's like, you know he, he's still capable of, you know, he still has in-ring capability. Mm-hmm. And it's and just he's like, like almost 50 type shit. And you're just putting him, like, it's not like Sin Carter who fucks up his entrance every other <laughs> two seconds. Like, Rey Mysterio is having great matches.
0: Maybe that's why he didn't pop up out the floor. If he had an ankle injury. True. That is damn. true. yo. See, the levels. Uh, see, man. it's like J. Cole fans. You, you, ain't, you ain't even understand but the levels. It was, here,
1: so. I, was, I was extremely upset because I was like, all right, my man Ray about to go and it's over.
0: <laughs> well, shout out to Adam Cole and uh, Johnny Gargano. They also put out a great match.
1: That's another person I feel for on the main roster is Gargano. because his I don't think he's going to be as big as like, he is. His wrestling talent is so great. His name is Johnny Wrestling. And I feel like on the main roster, he's not going to be utilized the way he should be. Because that's what sucks about the main roster fans is because NXT is like, yo, this guy has talent. Mm -hmm. We don't really care if he can talk that well or anything else like that. Not saying that Johnny Gagana can't do both. Like his storylines have always been great, whether it be for the tag team titles with Ciampa or like a singles match. or That that entire storyline of him versus Ciampa was great. But it's like when she hit the main roster, it's like people just kind of like they suck the life out of it, which is like this uh, Sami Zayn with this storyline that they're pursuing.
0: Oh, I like, thought that shit was fire, that, is great. that promo. Like,
1: it's The promo is great, but I guarantee you it's not going to be as big as it's supposed to be because the fans aren't going to, like, the fans kind of ruin stuff sometimes. That's like, what he was
0: saying. He was saying essentially that.
1: So it's like you got, like, the main roster fans kill everything. Like, Tyler Breeze is a great wrestler, but mm-hmm. you wouldn't know that. Yeah. Um, Adrian Neville was a great wrestler, but you wouldn't know that. But
0: I feel like that, another problem with that. NXT lets you, you can put on a 15, 20-minute match, 25-minute match. With yeah. the main roster, you got ten minutes. Yeah, you do, to do do everything you can you in ten have minutes. To
1: squeeze it, unless you're like the like the last three matches. Of the and night. if you
0: can't cut a promo, you get a five minute match. So it's like shit.
1: it's it's terrible. Like there's people that are great wrestlers that don't get to show how good they actually are. Mm-hmm. Like Cesaro. Remember when Cesaro was big? After yeah. He had that uh, when Jack Swagger and him had that they had falling out, and like everybody was behind Cesaro. Yep. Who has Cesaro is probably one of the best wrestlers, one of the strongest people. And um, WWE right now, mm-hmm. and he can put on a great match with anybody. Watch his matches with Sami Zayn and NXT.
0: That it was a two out of three falls match. If you if you don't know nothing about wrestling and you look up that match, you're gonna be a fan. I promise you. So
1: he can put on a great match, it's just the fact that he doesn't speak English. Like he speaks English, but it's like
0: it's like he's a, a little awkward. He's yeah. a little awkward when he when he's talking. But
1: that man can wrestle, and it's like shouldn't that be what we're about? Like, shouldn't we be more on the people who can wrestle? Like, we made um, Jinder Mahal champion, which I was completely... But, like, that was, that was dope that an Indian guy was champion. I was down for that. I was extremely down yeah. for it. But his matches were terrible.
3: That's, that's Let's problem. be
1: honest. His matches were all bad. So, that's why he, you don't even hear from him anymore. He's kind of just thrown mm-hmm. in there sometimes. But it's like, Cesaro could have been a WWE champion. Adrian Neville could have been a WWE champion. Finn Balor, if it wasn't for that injury, would probably be one of the biggest stars right now next to AJ Styles.
0: And I'm not going to hold you... I'm not really feeling how they push Brock Lesnar. I don't like how you're the perfect person to talk to about this. I don't like how they're pushing if you were used to be in the UFC, you're the greatest wrestler ever. Nobody can beat you. Number one, Brock Lesnar has been getting his ass beat in the UFC for a couple years now. The only reason he beat Mark Hunt is because he was a little, you know, he was a little was juiced a little up. up. He was a little juiced up to the gills. And even then he he got to work. Mark Hunt, you know, gave him a little something. But he did beat Mark Hunt. But in all his fights before that, it's not like he was beating everybody's ass. He was getting he was getting that work. I mean, like that's that's
1: the thing though. It's like Brock Lesnar came back and it was like the former UFC heavyweight champion. Now, granted, he beat Randy Couture, and Randy, Couture old, was Randy Couture old as fuck. Yep. But granted, um, he beat Randy Couture. Like he had that match against Frank Mir, where he watched Frank Mir, but mm-hmm. then got caught in a submission for you know just being so uh, an amateur, basically, to this type of stuff. Mm -hmm. So he he beat a lot of people, but then he got smoked by Cain Velasquez. Then Alistair juiced up Overeem. To the gills. He was just like, yo, (laughs) you're you're testing her? Say less, I'm going to just kick you straight there every time. So he was getting, you know, a lot of people beat him.
0: Alistair Overeem, if you look up a picture of him in his prime, he looks like a horse.
1: He was, he was. That's why he was saying he was like, I just eat a lot of horse meat. That's, what, that's all he was saying. Shane Carwin smoked him, but he came back and won that fight. So it's like Brock Lesnar was getting smoked, but it's the fact that he went there. Like Ronda Rousey, the most dangerous woman on the planet. Yo, if Holly Holm or Amanda Nunes came to a show, like, oh, never mind. Even
0: Chris Cyborg, I feel like Chris would Cyborg fuck her up. would smoke anybody other up, w- including men. And it. She, she's been at the Performance Center a couple times. By the
1: way, shout out to Rashawn because I definitely caught you when I said Amanda Nunes was coming uh, out <laughs> with Becky Lynch. Which would have been awesome because if they could have pulled that off, that would have been like the it greatest It would have been wave.
0: some shit. But they, they don't want to bring up the losses in MMA. Yeah. Like, you know how Ronda Rousey had the four horsewomen and that, now they're all wrestlers in the WWE. Yeah. And that they're all like Shayna Baszler and an unstoppable force. Last time I remember... When they were all in MMA, they were getting smoked. You had to you had to fight them to get to Ronda Rousey, <laughs> and everybody got to Ronda Rousey. Ronda
1: Rousey was the Shao Kahn of like yeah, it was like of women. It was
0: uh, literally MMA. if you don't notice, there used like all the four horsewomen that wrestle now, they all used to be in MMA, and it was basically a tier. If you wanted to get to Ronda Rousey and fight her, you had to beat her friends. Beth, well, Ronda Beth, Rousey had a lot of fights in Beth, the UFC. Beth
1: Korea Well, no, I mean the person that that did it was Beth Correa, Like. Uh, a lot of other people didn't really go to them because they were just really bad. Like, uh, J- um, Jessamine Duke wasn't very good. Uh, Shayna Baszler was, like, good when she was, like, younger. She was, like, one of the p- first kind of pioneers of women. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, they were all pretty bad. I'm not going to lie. Um, Ronda Rousey's striking is terrible. Like, they made her into, like, this. She, like, throws punches and stuff like that. I'm surprised they don't have the the guy go, head movement. Head no, movement? like so her. It's, um, it's, she's really bad. The reason
0: Ronda Rousey lost, which I'm surprised they don't bring it up more in wrestling, she is because strike. her coach told her, "You can box. You yeah. have a champion level boxing uh, skill." Why
1: can't I think of his name at the moment? He, he's like no, but like ever since he left, he has other students mm-hmm. and like MMA, but like you don't hear about him anymore. I don't know why. Edmund Tarverdian. He's not a very good coach. Everybody kind like other MMA coaches shit on him
0: because he's he's he puts in lies and hopes that his, his the people he trains takes like Travis, those
1: Travis Brown when he was uh, I think he was training in uh he was training in Arizona with John Jones and them mm-hmm. and he was like he was way better when he was training with them. He was knocking people out. He was like light on his feet. Yeah. He was like a 6 7 guy that would kickbox and then he went with Tarodi and then he would stay stationary and just get smoked by
0: everybody. Travis Brown on his way out of the UFC was getting he was just cte he was like
1: lewis knocked him out cold that was bad
0: travis brown he has so much cte now that if you're with him for too long of a time you can get it like secondhand cte
1: (laughs) he was also i actually saw him at wrestlemania oh i was i I saw a lot of people Uh, i've been watching a lot of saved by the bell recently Mm -hmm. i don't know why uh ac slater was there
0: oh a fucking uh what's his name uh i actually saw uh mario lopez
1: so, I saw him. I saw uh, Sal from Impractical Jokers. He passed by. Mm-hmm.
0: Cornell was there. He um, walked by you a couple times. He did? I yeah. didn't even
1: notice. I was actually looking for Cornell, um, but I didn't see him. He was around you. Um, I didn't want to, like, text him because I've never actually met Cornell in person. Oh, he's a so, great
0: guy. Shout um, out to Cornell. He put me onto a lot of things. We've, uh, we've had weekend. a couple
1: WWE matches through uh, PlayStation. <laughs> but I didn't want to be like, hey, I'm here. You know, like, what's up? And, like, I didn't want to feel like... Um, I didn't want him to think that I was just trying to like use him to get like get other areas. So yeah. I don't I didn't t- want him to think I was trying to mooch off of him. But uh shout out to him, you know, uh working with the WWE and stuff, doing big things. Oh, um, shout,
0: yeah. Uh check out the WWE P C account on YouTube. That's their performance center account. He's one of the people that puts up all those videos on there, creates like the content and everything. Like he he did uh one of the videos was uh, Shawn Michaels and Oh Razor Ramon And they like did a breakdown of their ladder match mm. That's up there if you want to check those out so, so shout out to Cornell
1: I, I saw um, Let's see Mary Lopez Noah Foley was there You know she actually took a picture I had no idea it was her And so like um, I was searching through Instagram And I, I hit like a little uh, magnifying glass mm. And like her picture that she posted The woman that was like two rows in front of me Is in the background So I'm like Noah Foley was standing right in front of me <laughs> Like I saw her taking pictures, but I didn't like really think like, oh, that's no For Like
0: She was at Wally Mania, uh, with her boyfriend, Frank the Clown. He's the what he's the guy who go he he's her her boyfriend is literally a clown. He's oh. the clown that he's he like dresses up as a clown at all the live events. He sounds like a herb. Oh, he is. <laughs> she is so fire. I was like, yo, is, he sounds like so I was crazy. wearing a Mick Foley t shirt. The
1: rock was definitely I didn't see The Rock, but I saw his his, his mom? mom, his mom and his daughter were there. Uh after speaking of wrestling too um this is a great segue into it but uh so obviously Bailey and um sasha banks had their you know their their titles put on the line i actually saw sasha banks she came out to watch the um the main event mm-hmm. and after they like uh they got the pin she walked right back like she i everybody was like sasha was like she kind of just had her hoodie on and kept walking like she yeah. didn't acknowledge the fans at all apparently there's she, some uh, she, there's, some things there's um she actually she wanted to quit yeah after they they said hey we're giving the belt to the
0: iconic. she was like yeah fuck that i'm out which, to be fair, she's a little. She's acting like a little spoiled brat. I don't see that. I I saw. I thought it made sense for the Iconics to win because they had their WrestleMania moment. Yeah,
1: but like at the end of the it's like she, you know what it is. It's like Sasha Banks with. Uh, being one of the best woman wrestlers that we have right now, she hasn't really been utilized the way like other people have. Like Becky Lynch at first at first it was like Sasha Banks and Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Those are like the two big ones. And Becky Lynch was always like the background. Yeah she held the belt for a little bit, but she was never as big as she should have been until now. And now she's bigger than all of them. Yep. Same thing with Bailey. Bailey still hasn't hit her peak and everybody knows how good Bailey can wrestle as but well.
0: That's the problem I think with them. If if the rumors are true and I don't know that they are true. But let's just say that they are. Sasha, Bailey, Charlotte, all of those people, they shouldn't be mad. Like, how could you be mad that they're trying to put up some other yeah. female... Right? You they, already had every single true. moment you could think Technically, of. Technically, you're right. They had that fatal four-way like guys, two many years ago. They,
1: they pioneered, basically.
0: For, you can't have everything. You can't always be at the top. You gotta let other people get to the top so that they're on your level and people would actually care. Because why would people care... If you're just beating everybody, shit makes no sense. Um, yeah. I I I knew that the Iconics should win, and when they won, I wasn't surprised because I feel like that brings them up. So now you're not fucking beating the yeah. same fucking team yeah, every at this week.
1: Point. It's like they're the veterans, and like granted, they're still probably they're still in their primes and still great wrestlers, but they're guaranteed four Hall of Famers. Exactly. They get they're guaranteed to be in that that Hall of Fame slot. They're like. They're they're great. Like same with like Paige. Paige was supposed to be part of this, and you know mm-hmm. with her injuries and uh, other. Hopefully, stuff. she comes back like like Daniel Bryan. Yeah, yeah. But, like um, in a couple.
0: But her injury is like a neck injury where if she takes a bad bump, she'll die. So I don't know.
1: Um, you know, but uh, like all of them were supposed to be part of that that revolution that was coming up, and it was it, it was great. They you know they pioneered for like this new uh, like the iconics and everybody else to mm-hmm. come through. So I mean, you're you're guaranteed hall of famers, and you were like the first inaugural. Women's tag team yeah. champion. So, how you, you long guys, do you want the titles for? You guys are still doing your thing, so it's like she—they're uh, they giving her a couple weeks to cool down, and then she's gonna make a final decision. So, let's see how that goes.
0: And then she's like putting out little tweets, like, "Oh, if you only knew," blah blah blah. Like, yo, if if let's say the reason she's mad is because she wanted to win. Or she didn't think the iconic should win.
1: I think they just changed the match last minute. Like yeah, the same thing they did with Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, where they're like, "Hey, um, we decided to have Seth cash in."
0: Oh yeah, and yeah. His
1: like his, uh, his family didn't know, and they were pissed.
0: But Roman, he understood, and he w- he was like, "All right," because Roman, you can't be the top guy if all of your if everybody you're facing you've already beaten. Like Seth needed that to get to the next level. And be that next level superstar. And so he's now he's the first he's a, to do it in history. Yeah, like he's
1: ever cashed in at I Mania. Yeah.
0: Now he's a credible. He's a credible guy. So that's how I feel about that situation. By the
1: way, Roman Reigns is so good that Cancer came and had a they they had cut a great
0: promo and everything. And Roman Reigns said, "Fuck that! I'm kicking out at two. <laughs> Kicked out at two. used his resiliency. Got back up. Hit him with the signature finisher. Only it.
1: literally nobody could put Roman Reigns over, but Cancer. Cancer put Roman Reigns over.
0: It took. It took that. For people to be like, oh, wait, he's actually a person? I, I, I can't.
1: Like, it makes no sense for me to hate people him. Behind, there was a guy having an argument. Like, he was like, Roman Reigns sucks. And the guy was like, dude, shut the fuck up. Like, he was like, I want, he was like, listen, I want Drew McIntyre to win, but I'm not saying it out loud. Like, you
0: can't boo this guy. Like, he, he
1: had cancer. Like, he just came back and had a singles match yeah. at WrestleMania. It's after all about cancer. just, sir,
0: it's all about just not being a dick. Just don't yeah. be a dick about it. Because like, now you can't boo.
1: So it's like this. This dude literally came back to be cancer. He doesn't have to perform anymore. He's like, I, I have to fight. Can't have to worry about my own health. He's coming back to like help perform and put on a great show.
0: I don't even think he's fully healthy. It's, it's possible that he's not because it's only been what, six months. Yeah, since he since he got diagnosed with the leukemia, went through all of the chemo, and he's putting on full matches. Like I don't. I'm pretty sure he shouldn't even be wrestling yeah. at this point.
1: He, he literally, uh, I mean, we should, we should appreciate it for what he is uh, yeah. at the moment. Because I guarantee you when Roman Reigns is all said and done, he's gone. People are going to be like, man, I miss
0: Roman. He, he, he's one of the most underrated top guys. Everybody just hated him to hate him. I don't really know why. There was no real reason. Because he was supposed to be the next Cena, and like
1: people were like, he's he's, he's just being handed but to But I
0: remember remember when The Shield was in that Royal Rumble, and Roman Reigns broke the record yeah. for most eliminations. And everybody was super hype, and then it was just like, wow, this guy's going
1: to be the top guy now, and now we're kind of
0: pissed off. Everybody it. wanted him to win that Royal Rumble, right? True. The very next year he wins the Royal Rumble, he got booed out, and that's when The Rock and I think it was and
1: everybody- like Daniel Bryan and stuff like that was coming yeah.
0: back, I think. They- that shit makes no sense. You're like, oh. So you wanted him to win the year before. The very next year, they're like, all right. He's going to win. You're like, no. We don't want him to win. They're there, like, yo, uh, It's the lot. white people. But white people, they're so fucking, they don't know what they got until Honestly,
1: they got this it. this year is WrestleMania.
0: I thought it was fine. It was cool. Th-
1: it was it was solid. It wasn't amazing though. Like, the what was
0: your favorite uh, Kobe, moment?
1: Obviously, yeah. And then being there live to experience. How that, big was that like, live? To be honest, when the match first started, it was a very slow build, mm-hmm. and I was kind of upset because I was like, "Yo, like this man's about to accomplish something big," mm-hmm. and I don't feel like this crowd is into it enough. Like, it needs to be better than this. Yeah, like this is a big moment, and it's happening in front of you. Regardless of, like, color, national, like, this is huge in terms of just history in general. Mm-hmm. But then the match started building up and stuff like that. And, like, the crowd started getting more and more into it. But I
0: think that was, like, the genius of, like, Daniel Bryan. He was working up yeah, to get that big moment. When
1: he when he hit the, the running knee and, like, went for the two, I was like, Fuck. I thought it was over. I was like, I, I had made the joke that, like, Kofi would lose at WrestleMania and that this would cultivate at SummerSlam, that he would win at SummerSlam because it will give... It'll give more heat that it's, like, this was supposed to happen and it didn't. Yeah. Which would have been, like, a really... It would have been awesome because it just would have added more heat and more fuel to the fire. So, when he won at SummerSlam, it would have probably been even bigger. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, this is the biggest stage of them all. So, SummerSlam is, like, number two. Like, he can win at number one. So, mm-hmm. like, it, it would have been dope. Um, but at the same time, like I, I, everybody wanted to see this. And to, to watch it happen live and to, like, hear the, the three and the crowd just, oh, the pop and everything, and see him celebrating with his sons and, like...
0: Oh, it was, it was great.
1: Just being there live, that atmosphere, oh, I was, like, I... I just um, going for, literally, like, if I missed every other match and was able to... I got there late and for the start of that match and I only got to see that one... It would have been worth it. like it would have been worth it.
0: We were at John's house and we were all going crazy. Like, especially Lewis.
1: Yeah, because Lewis has been rocking with that man since he's day been a one. Kofi
0: Kingston fan since day one. Day one. Yo, he thought he was gonna lose when he got hit with the knee. And when he kicked out at two, he did a lap around the living room. And then once he won, yo, Lewis went crazy. He was yelling at the top of his lungs. He was like, yo, it's over. It's finally like he couldn't, like. Lewis is what is like the reason why Kofi Kingston should win because there's like people that are fans of those those B players, the the guys that get ten minute matches every week. This is like the
1: cultivation of just everything. That fight with Vince McMahon, Cloing, and like. Making his character his own. Mm-hmm. Not being in that, that ground where it's like, we don't know what we want to do with you. And then like the New Day started up, and they, everybody thought they would fail. And they just kept breaking barriers and kept succeeding and mm-hmm. doing bigger. Like He was already a guaranteed Hall of Famer. I think he's the most decorated tag team champion of oh, all yeah, time. Yeah. Plus a five-time tag team champion with the New Day. And the longest reigning tag team champion. Probably one of the greatest factions of, of all time. Arguably maybe the greatest faction of mm-hmm. all time. I um, would
0: say The Shield. Cause the Shield might be the most decorated singles competitors yeah. as well.
1: If the Shield Pro had a longer run, they, they, uh, they're all Grand Slam champions, yeah. which so is wild. Like, um, but like, just they were already guaranteed Hall of Famer. But this just adds to his legacy. Mm-hmm. Like Xavier Woods and Big E. Like Big E is a good wrestler. Xavier Woods is eh, sometimes but he could talk. That, he, can, um, he makes up for it. So like this, um, this guarantees them Hall of Fame slots. Mm-hmm. Like they're gonna be remembered forever. The New Day is a, a timeless tag team. Now, timeless faction, I mean, but it's like this, this cements them as like all time greats.
0: Yep. Um, so what would you see? I was thinking about going to WrestleMania and then I was like, all right, if I go probably get there around two o'clock. What time you got there? Like,
1: um, I came from work. So, I had to... What time did I leave work? I think I got there around five. So, I missed uh, a couple matches. Yeah, yeah. Nothing crazy. You um, probably missed... I the, think I missed the, the Cruiserweight Town Championship That was match. a really good match. Um, I I got there around... I think the first match I actually got to see was the Tag Team Championship match. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I got Wait, there...
0: Wait, the the Zack Ryder one? Yeah, Zack oh, Ryder okay, one. Okay,
1: And I love Zack Ryder. I'm a huge Zack Ryder <laughs> fan. Uh, John Cena buried that man for no reason. <laughs> um... So, I got there around that time. I got to see that match. And, like, when they won, I was like, oh, they'll probably just lose it the next night, which they didn't, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, They'll lose it eventually, probably fairly quickly. But um, that was cool to watch. Um, I didn't – I watched a battle royal for the women's championship match. Mm -hmm. I actually missed a men's battle royal because I went up to get a beer. Um, (laughs) How much were the beers over there? uh, Oh, pretty bad. It was, like, 14, I think, something like that. Jesus. Um, The lines were ridiculous. I got there, and, like, I – um my staff got me this ticket, so it was just me by myself. And there was like an entire family and they were a little heavy set, so I was like, Man, <laughs> this is gonna suck. I'm here by myself and it was cold. Um, but uh. it was it was dope. There was a lot of um to see like the celebrities and stuff pass by, that was cool. Um, I got to see like the when um the Miz and Shane McMahon were in the crowd. They were pretty much right next to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, JBL came out through my section. Yeah, shout
0: out to your staff for supplying those great... Like, you had a pretty... The only thing, like... Pretty decent seat. I was, I was right by
1: it, but it, I could not see the ring from the angle that I was sitting yeah. at. Because um, the little tent that they put above the ring, yeah. the wires and stuff were blocking it. And then so were, what, what were you staring at for... Um, when they were in like the left side of the ring, I could see at them, uh-huh. and then I would pretty much watch off of a monitor. Gotcha. But like, I got to see the entrances and stuff like that, which was pretty cool. I got to see like all the this um, the staff walk by and stuff like that, like JBL and everybody else.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I feel, I feel like there was somebody like I knew what was going on before people did. Like I watched them um, sneak Ric Flair. Um, so, <laughs> to the ring side. So like I got I knew what what was happening before anybody else did, which was really cool. Yeah. Oh, I forgot who else passed by. There was a couple of people that passed by. Like the crowd was like, "Oh shit, it's this guy." Um, um, Ty Dillinger was there actually.
0: Oh, I think he doesn't work. Yeah, anymore. he doesn't work
1: with the WWE anymore. He, he actually was released and
0: they granted it. Yeah. Um,
1: so he was there. It was it was really cool.
0: Now, so you were there. Let's say six, seven hours outside. Would you do it again? Would you Would you do that whole? Yes. Maybe in a different seat.
1: Yes, absolutely. Only for the fact. Well, like I would go. I wouldn't go by myself. Like it was still awesome by myself. Yeah. But like to hear, like, oh my god, this is
0: so great. Oh, you see this? Oh, oh my god. We're you were, we're just having, in the phone texting we're having the group such chat, a good time. and then I had I had
1: no service either. So like all my texts were delayed. My girlfriend was getting mad at me for not responding. Oh my god. I was like, man, I'm i enjoying this by myself, but at the same time, I can't
0: even tell other people about it. So, uh, well, next year I'm going to WrestleMania. Yeah,
1: I think that's in Tampa. Yep, because.
0: Um, uh, I had to get... they. My job is making me take time off. Like, I have the vacation days and I have to use it within the year, by next year. And the only week available. They were like, you only have a week and a couple days. So you have to take them off. The only week available was the week of WrestleMania and my birthday. So, That's not bad. That's probably what I'm going to do next Eventually, year. Eventually,
1: you'll probably end up going with
0: somebody. I'm probably going to do the travel package because it's like 1200 for... You get a ringside ticket to every event, like Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Hall of Fame, and WrestleMania. Just don't tackle like the and Hall of you get a hotel. Uh, I might just to see if I can put up a better fight because I think I can take on Travis Brown. Oh man,
1: Travis! Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, he's like six seven. I, 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 he was, I,
0: he's pretty big. Like
1: when he walked by the ring, like when he walked, I was like, "Shit, that's a big guy." That he was two. a noticeably yeah, big like, guy. I was, you know. That was a big guy. He gets knocked out a lot, but that's a yeah. big guy. <laughs> he's um, a big guy with a glass chin. He um he walked by. And, uh, he was there pretty early. Mary Lopez walked by about twice.
0: Oh, um, let's talk about that uh, the Ric Flair incident, now that you brought it up a couple Ric
1: flair Ric Flair. No, I no. mean,
0: not Ric Flair. Fucking uh Bret Hart. So, Bret Hart giving his Hall of Fame speech. As he's giving it, a man runs on the stage. Natalia tries to stop him, but the guy... He's dedicated. She suplexes to, Bret Hart. She wants to
1: put him in a sharpshooter and she wouldn't let him.
0: Now, by the time he suplexes him, Shane McMahon already gets on the stage. So everybody's yeah. on the floor.
1: Wrestlers, security, everyone. Travis the Brown
0: time. is the second guy to get on that stage. Mounts the guy. Starts wailing on him. I'm like, damn. If he would have done this in the UFC, he would have been a way better fighter. Uh-huh. <laughs> How come he's so good now? Apparently, the guy used to be an MMA fighter, too. Really? Yeah. That's, what, that's what the reports were.
1: That he should know how to get out of the full mount.
0: Yeah, that's where I knew. I was like, damn, maybe pra- Travis Brown paid him so he could look better. Oh, like, man. oh, look, he still got it. I, so what what do you feel towards that? Do you think that they should switch up that... That uh that format? Yeah, that format. No, I guarantee you it's going to be the Because so, the layout of the ring, it was like a new layout. Like, they never did that before. I
1: guarantee you it'll be the same. They'll probably just beef up security or, like, pay attention a little bit better. Because, mm-hmm. like, nobody expects, like, this is your favorite like, superstars of all time getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. Like, this is a big moment. It's not meant for, like, let let me be an asshole and ruin this for everybody. Like, there's not one person that was like, yeah, that guy's awesome. Everybody was like, this guy's a dick.
0: Yeah, like, there was no fucking... He's an old man.
1: He... Like, there's no reason for that. That guy was just, like, plain being a dick. So, like, it was, I guarantee that they, they could probably keep the format. they would probably beef up security a little bit more, mm-hmm. or like, uh, like. Check, like, put security at certain choke points to make sure that it never happens. Yep. I mean, like, it's, it, it, it's not like this is the first time. I mean, it's obviously a first time thing at a Hall of Fame ceremony, but you've always had fans that kind of run around and try to be part of the show. Yeah. And get arrested.
0: And, then, and now I think because he got his ass beat so bad, everybody's going to look at him and be like, all right, maybe I'm not going to. Yeah. Because Dash Wilder, he hit him with a knockout punch and then walked away. Like, he was, they were already walking the guy out. Dash, Dash Wilder walks up to him. Thunk, the guy falls it makes, down. It makes no
1: sense to do that.
0: Like, what do you accomplish by doing that? Got his ass
1: beat real you good. You literally get nothing out of that. It's not like you're like... You, you're Nobody every, likes you more yeah, because it, of it. It's not like you're famous now. It's like everybody hates you. Yep. You're stupid. Um, speaking of Hall of Fame ceremonies, man, when DX came out, oh, that shit was I caught a fucking glow stick. Do you still have it? I did, it's in my car right Let's now. Let's go. It's in my car. I, I refuse to... Like, I put it Frame in like, it. my back pocket... I, I would not let it go because I, I didn't want anybody to be like, yeah, it's mine now. <laughs> so, like, they came out. Uh, you know how they always do, like, the last entrance has, like, the biggest. So they come out and they start throwing shit. And, yeah. like, one of them comes in my area. And everybody, <laughs> I literally was like, man, I'm not going to jump. I'm not going to get this shit. I'm also, like, wearing uh, J's. I'm probably, they're, they're kind of dirty. I'm not going to dirty them even more so like one guy goes for it it bounces off of his hand another guy tries to go for it it bounces off of his hand my hand is the last (laughs) hand at the bottom I catch it perfectly and I'm just like let's fucking go fuck all and they all turn around I'm like yeah bitches (laughs) Um, some guy caught two so he was just uh um, throw- he was doing the x yeah he was throwing off the x and i was like Damn. oh fuck you but <laughs> you i was like, just I- throw
0: up the i <laughs> i got
1: one so lowercase
0: like, l it's it's
1: it's better than what you guys
0: got bitch you gotta frame that shit now um i was super excited to just catch it oh man that was great that was like when i caught the uh the pancake during Summerslam. somebody
1: actually caught a pancake and i was like yo
0: and he ate it It's cold. It's cold and nasty. He ate it. I was like, that's fucking disgusting. You know those like frozen pancakes? That's what that is.
1: When they threw the pancakes, I was like, oh shit, pancakes. And I was like, oh man, I kind of want to catch one. And then I saw some guy catch it (laughs) and eat it. I was like, that's fucking disgusting.
0: I don't know. That's big. First of all, many people have touched those pancakes. Yeah, that's nasty. Like I would not put that and it's it's cold, like super cold
1: and it was cold out there. And then like um, when they were taking apart the ring, I kind of walked to the ring to see like what it was like. It's heated. So it's like,
0: uh, oh, yeah. For that ring specifically, because the guy said the guy who built it, they put out like the little documentary showing how it's built. He said if a ring, if wood gets below 70 degrees, it becomes harder than cement. Jesus Christ. So, like, every single ring outdoors has to be heated or it's going to fuck you up. And he was like, it takes off, like, five years of your career Jesus. just by doing shit like that. Um so, like, yeah, it was heated was on the bottom. Heating.
1: It was it was really... Um, it was dope. Uh, it was dirty as shit over there. They had oh. one lady that she would come around and, like, sweep and clean everything mm-hmm. with a bro, I felt so bad <laughs> for her. Because, like, if you... Let's say you left and got, like, chicken tenders and put it on the floor, she'd come around and, like... Oh! And oh! And anyway, it would have like, to sweep and mop. Like, some guy dropped his beer all over the place. She had to come with a mop. I was like, this is terrible. Yo,
0: the, shout out to that cleaning crew. For um that.
1: Yeah, I would, I would not wish the cleaning on any... Like, I would not clean that. That's terrible. Damn. But uh, it was it was dope. I, I enjoyed every second of that show just to be there in the presence and, like, to do, literally only for that moment. The women's, like... I was part of history twice. I got to watch the first women's main event at WrestleMania. The ending, I didn't really like.
0: It was um, whatever. It was a whatever. It was, like...
1: This is, like, the biggest show... and And the biggest women's match ever of all time and you end it with like a roll up that's not not cool
0: but the storytelling behind that was Becky Lynch was like I beat you with a wrestling move yeah because Ronda was like oh wrestling's bullshit they can't beat me so but, that was the, the the mindset behind ending it like that so I mean and it was rushed yeah cause it, it was like fucking 1230 that's
1: I know that's so their kid next to me was like eating up everything I said I was like this will be over at like 12 and he was telling his family he's like you watch a lot of wrestling huh and I was like <laughs> I've seen a couple of shows y'all you know, really yeah okay and he's just telling his family behind like literally thinking like I work with the WWE or some shit he's like yeah it'll, it'll be over at 12 over. <laughs> and over, it ended at 1230 and I was like see I told you he was like yeah oh my god this guy's so great and he's like have you been Shows, I was like, Yeah, I watched Chris Benoit. Everybody oh my else. god, but I actually have like I've seen Chris Benoit, I've seen Jimmy Wang Yang and stuff like that. Jimmy
0: Wang Yang. Speaking of him, people have slept on listen, listen. A GOAT.
1: I have been a Jimmy Wang Yang fan from the beginning. <laughs> I loved Jimmy Wang Yang, he was slept on. Um, Old Town Road came out with the remix.
0: The only reason it's even out is because it's Jimmy Wang Yang. And I told the Manny,
1: you have to make this, you
0: have to make a vignette with Jimmy Wang Yang. Mixed to Old Town
1: Road, and Manny realized how fucking nice Jimmy Wang Yang actually was.
0: Yo, I started watching. I I looked up because trying to find a vignette that Victor was talking about. I looked up everything. I was like, let me look up some like moves or whatever. Like, look up some highlights. Then I was looking at his move set. I was like, oh, this guy was in the Indies wow, and He he yo, was nice. He faced everybody. He he had matches with AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan, everybody you could think of. John Cena when he was starting out. I was like, yo, it's John. Jimmy, Jimmy Wang Yang is that guy. He was a pioneer. He yeah. has the greatest promo ever where he's like, somebody asked me if I knew where the nearest Japanese restaurant was. Does it look like I know where the nearest Japanese restaurant is? Jimmy Wang Yang was the guy. <laughs> he's oh, he's the best. Now he owns party buses and stuff like that. Maybe we should rent a Jimmy Wang Yang party bus. We should,
1: uh, I feel like if we should rent it and just drive it to Mania. And then Jimmy Wang Yang enters. Oh man.
0: oh man, that would be amazing. He comes out to Old Town Road. Oh <laughs> man, yeah, <laughs> they're gonna put him over so hard. Yo, I love that man. Well, I think I think we got a, a good episode on here. Um, is there anything else you want to hit on or talk about? Uh, not really. Let's see what, what else. Um, we got we got the Yamania topics off. Anything else happened that was crazy? Oh, real quick, real quick, before we end. 28 rings. Suck my dick from the back. Shout out to the Yankees, Jacoby Ellsbury. You're a bum. You a bitch. I don't care how much money you make. You a bitch. I'm still more. I'm worth more than you, because it's been three seasons since he's last touched the baseball field. You a bitch, bro? How do you fuck up? Just your... yes,
1: know, I was really excited when we got you because like, we got to. Oh my! There's so much speed in this outfield. A ball's never <laughs> no, gonna touch the nothing's
0: dropping. You so, a bitch? How do you get concussed in baseball? Fuck fucking... Ask Clint Fraser. Oh, yeah. But he's nice, though. He actually, came
1: back. I actually like him. This man's smoking. Listen, just know, I know we have a rough start. Yeah, probably like, Yankees not even that good right now. Suck my dick, all right? <laughs> Bro. Listen, 28 rings. We, we have a, we Listen, have 11 people on we the deal. We won in 1999. We won in 2009. Guess what year it is? Guess what year it is? 2019. Stupid. 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 Boston's like, we about to repeat. Stupid. <laughs> I ain't going to let you get the chance. Not even going to let you get the chance. Listen, 2019 Yankees... We coming out here, 28 rings. Aaron Judge is gonna hit a grand slam walk off game seven of the World Series, and it's gonna be amazing. I'm gonna
0: be there. Yo,
1: I'm sh- gonna be that guy that rushed Bret Hart, except I'm gonna <laughs> rush Aaron Judge. No, nah, you gotta rush the skating. opposing team.
0: Oh man, to make them fuck up.
1: Gary Sanchez. The reason we're gonna be in game uh, game seven is Gary Sanchez is to do a wild throw to like the outfield, like he always, <laughs> like he always does. Everybody was like, "Oh, Gary Sanchez is so nice." I'm like, "No, we need J T. Realmuto." They're like, "No, Gary Sanchez. This man has so many errors." So many, he just thinks I right, hold on, I make up, that's it.
0: And Austin Romine doesn't help either. He fucking, he's been sucking this last. He's couple always games. been a
1: backup catcher. I guarantee if he goes anywhere else, like Francesco Francesco Cervelli was a backup catcher for us.
0: He's been on the Pirates for almost. 10 he was an All Star. Yeah. Shout out to Cervelli. Eduardo
1: Nunez, who was also on the Yankees as a backup, All-Star. was an All Star.
0: Yep. Yankees
1: had drafted everybody. That's and great. he made a lot of money going. We signed out everybody. That's great. Everybody that's been on the Yankee has been besides like. Ivan Nova, who I, I actually really liked when he was yeah. on the Yankees. And he has, he's actually uh, – I think he pitches today against us. Damn. It's, uh, yeah, not today. But I know he's pitching against CC. We're going to smoke his
0: ass. Man. Once the, Sonny, once the Yankees get over these injuries, this about to be a whole different season. Sonny bro. Gray out here talking shit, talking about they made me throw a slider. Stupid. How are we going to make you throw a slider? <laughs> Nobody out there is pitching but you. <laughs> he was like, they knew I couldn't throw a slider, but they made me do it anyway. Well, maybe they know something you don't. Maybe uh-huh. you suck. And how they are, were like, oh. How are you
1: going to tell the greatest organization of all time in any sports –
0: there's no debate. 27 rings. Bro, you, 27 you're trying rings. to go anyway. out there with three pitches and think you're the shit. And
1: then you, like, you're like you on the Reds now. You're on the Reds now. You got think a nice extension, that. though. Think about that. Everybody that... Uh, who else? did Lance Lynn? I think his ERA is yeah. like at a six right now. Yeah. J.A. Uh, J. Happy, you need to do something, man. Listen. The we, whole we squad
0: needs to do something. I was, uh, What's his name? The... Tanaka's
1: over here like, listen, I st- instead of giving up three runs, I'm giving up none. What, <laughs> what else do y'all want from me? <laughs> Well, once we get healthy,
0: oh my, it's over for. And everybody. another thing, the Yankees need to fix is the they only score off home runs, and that shit is giving them. That's why
1: I said we need a JT Remudo in contact hitting. Yeah, because yeah. everybody on the team is like, like, "Yo, I will take you deep <laughs> right now."
0: I swear to God, it's either a home run. Or we're going to have three men on with no outs, and we're going to get those three outs in a row. Literally,
1: I watched bases loaded, no outs. Gary Sanchez ran off a third. They tagged him out. And then I think uh, somebody struck out, and it was a fly ball. With the bases loaded with no outs. And I'm like, are you dead ass? And it's all started because Gary Sanchez literally makes the most mistakes in baseball that I have ever seen. I hate you, Gary.
0: (laughs) I love you, Gary. I'm sorry. The Kraken. This
1: man makes so – we could have had JT Romuda, who's a solid catcher. And now thinking about that, too, have you ever thought about how much talent the Marlins had?
0: Oh, Christian fuck.
1: Yelich, who's He's an a MVP. Beast. JT Romuto. You had Giancarlo Stanton.
0: Jose you had Fernandez. D Gar-
1: you had D Gordon. Jose Fernandez. You guys literally had everything. You just needed a better pitching rotation and a couple key solid players. And you were like, yo, just trade them all. Shout out to you, Derek Jeter.
0: Yeah. Derek Jeter was like, yo, I'll take the – give me all your picks in like 10 years and we'll be all right. Oh, man. Give us your first overall twenty thirty nine. I'm pick tracking we'll like
1: Derek out. Jeter is gonna be like the if they if he rebuilds his team he's gonna be the most like people are gonna love him. They got they got a they a couple the, good guys though. They booed the shit out of him and like if they win in a couple years it'll be like oh this is all
0: Derek Jeter oh my god oh Derek there Jeter was is so amazing we he did him. a uh, a meeting with all the season ticket holders and they were like why are you doing this to the team <laughs> <He was laughs> I, like, I don't know anybody on the team anymore. Ticket
1: prices are down, aren't they? Exactly.
0: You and then he them. was he was like listen. Y'all complaining now, but don't complain when the team's turning around in a couple of years. He was like, I'm not building the team to win now. We're winning in the future. And they were like, We don't want to win in the future. He was like, Listen. I'm not going to be around that long. Yeah, he was like, Listen, man. This Listen, is the team I'm they, building. When
1: the Cubs won, everybody was excited. Were, I don't think there was a person that was out there like, oh, my God, Cubs. They were like, hey, eh, it's been such a long time. Yep. Were like, It's nice to see them win. And then they sucked after that again. Yeah. Even though they have, like, so many good players, I don't I don't get it. But that's
0: all that matters, that you win one time. And Derek Jeter, he's building to win. And he obviously has a game plan. When he brought the team, the team was in debt. So he had to get rid of a bunch of my, people to get rid Marlins of that debt. The have
1: always kind of been in, like, the, when, I think the only the, – the, the, Person who first bought them bought everybody. Yep. And then they won, and then he was like, yo, I'm selling this shit. I'm not making Which money. Which made no Like – I'm not making the money, I thought. And they were like, yo, we're winning. He's like, no, 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 trade everybody.
0: He literally traded all of the key pieces. I think Gary
1: Sheffield paid for that
0: team too. Uh, Gary Sheffield. He was one of the main pieces when they first started. And then he got traded to – I think it was the Angels or something.
1: Uh, I know he had to did – you, did you see – you know how he got – that trade done, right?
0: Yeah, where he was like, if you're going to trade me, I want this much, and I want y'all to pay for the taxes, so I don't have to no, pay taxes.
1: He said, I want you to pay for the taxes, and I want a private jet. Oh, yeah. And if y'all don't give me any of this, I'm denying the trade. And a house. He wanted and, a, and house a house, too. And they were like, I bet. So <laughs>
0: they, he, he lived tax-free with a free house, a free jet, and he got a bonus.
1: You're going to have to edit this napkin out, by the way. I should, Listen, I, should, I can't edit a napkin. I, cr- I crunkled right next to the mic. But,
0: well, if you heard if you heard that napkin, shout out Gary sent uh, Gary Sheffield. Um, but yeah, uh, now we're gonna go switch it over to the interviews I did at Wale Mania once again. Shout out to Wale, who I also met. He was super drunk. Um,
1: Listen, Wale is also one of the most underrated rappers of
0: all time. I told him that he's he was drunk, so he
1: was like, a yeah, uh, he's underappreciated, and like his music is really solid. This man has. Top five basketball references. Top five wrestling references. Right. This man, his lyrics are great. He's just underappreciated.
0: He's one of my favorite rappers, and you guys should listen to more Wale. What a what a build up to it. So imagine if you talked about me the same way you talked about Wale. I'd be a happier person. Listen, me. listen to any other podcast. This is the, the, <laughs> this is the last stop
1: podcast. This is the last stop you want to listen to. <laughs> Shout out to Jesus and we're I'm kidding.
0: Chill. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh but yeah, shout out to Wale, uh shout out to Kaz and shout out to Emilio. Uh they were great hosts. They they make sure they made sure I was comfortable. Listen, eventually that could be you. Yeah. Eventually that could the last Listen, stop. Yo, make the last Wale, stop Wale, Wale Mania. Mania, yo. I'll I'll provide the music choices and things and such. So let me know. I'll offer my services. I might be doing some more wrestling related stuff in the future. Stay tuned for that. But for now, I hope you enjoy these interviews. Uh, I think we got Ricochet and Cedric going first. We have one with Josiah Williams, the guy who does like the the wrestling rap. Uh, like it's like some raps on on Twitter that got popping. It was like wrestling flow. That's what it co- what uh, what it's called. And then, uh, yeah, yeah, he raps over like theme songs. And then we have the interview with. King Booker, and The Shoot Interview by Tama Tonga. Hope you enjoy. Uh, this is The Last Stop. Real quick, real quick, real quick. Shout out to Victor. Yep. Uh, I'm going to plug
1: my social media accounts. Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Just let everybody know where they on, can find on, you. Come on, fam. You got to let me, you nah, let me I, w- I was getting there. I just had shine. to plug what they right. were about to hear first.
1: Listen, y'all may have heard me on the first couple episodes that Manny deleted because he was like, yo... This is, my, this is one of my friends. I'm gonna make sure he gets no shine. Anyway, <laughs> follow me on Twitter at DJ Pidagua. You can follow me on Instagram under DJ Pidagua underscore at the end. Uh, shout out to Wale. Shout out to the last stop. Gay shout gay. out. Shout out to uh, Wale again because I like you that much. <laughs> Um, shout out to Kenny and everybody else. Yeah, uh, shout out
0: to the whole group chat. Squad, squad. Listen,
1: once once the chat is popping, we're not even going to change our name. Like, we are literally
0: the chat. Yeah. That's it. We're the only chat. We, like, Fuck that. All your other group chats, whack. Yo, Fuck name, name another group chat that's lasted longer than this. I'll wait.
1: Exactly. You ain't even got none. Uh, you know I mean? We got so many members. We, we bigger than the fucking Bullet Club.
0: Yo, we're like... <laughs> we are the Bullet Club of chats. I like that. Um, You can follow me at... Twitter at Silk Durag and on Instagram at Durag Silk because the guy who... When I, <laughs> when I changed my name for like a couple days because I wanted to be more professional and not be Silk Durag, this guy took my name. He's also from the Bronx. Um, he started posting memes and he hit me up talking about wanting to start a podcast. And I was like, so you want to be me? You want to fucking... Christ. It's like face-off so with... Like
1: the, it's like the Diddy Combs guy? Yeah. <laughs> I,
0: it's like... I feel like uh, John Travolta... <laughs> And Nicolas Cage and face off. He just wants to live my life. So I'm like, yo, fuck that guy. So yeah, follow me at Instagram at Durag Silk, not silk do rag. Fuck that nigga. Um oh, and don't forget to stay tuned for that blog. Uh the last And here you go. Enjoy these interviews. It's the last stop. <laughs>
4: City.
2: Oh, man, it's only fitting, man, Harlem Heat, you know, I mean, this, is what, this, this this started it all, man, you know, the spark behind the flame, you know, I got I got on Fahrenheit right now, you know what I mean, so I'm feeling really good. <laughs> so, speaking of your brother, how
4: does he feel going
2: in with your brother? Nah, man, um, just the, um, just the pinnacle for me, uh, my brother, um, I followed my brother around since I was a kid, you know, what I mean, my brother was like my hero, um, he always watched my back, you know, my brother always told me how good I was as well, you know, so, for one, for my brother, um, you know, telling me I was prolific, and even when I didn't know what that word meant, you know, I probably uh, would have never uh, reached that point. Yeah, definitely. Do you think Queen
0: Sherry should be with there with you guys?
2: Ah, man, this, she is with us. You know what I mean? She's not she's not there physically, but um, in spirit, um, none of this would be possible without Sister Sherry being there. I, I called her um, our, our legitimizer. Uh, she was the one that made us uh, legitimate. Uh, tag team. Uh, everybody Sherry was with went on to become uh, very very successful, and uh, proof is in the pudding. Uh, WrestleMania
3: week,
4: it's,
2: you know, Wrestling's uh, Super Bowl. Week. How important is this week to the actual sport? To <laughs> the sport? Yeah. Oh, man, it's huge, man. I mean,. Uh, you know, WrestleMania, I mean, you, you, just like you guys are here right now, you guys have been watching wrestling for many, many years, probably don't have one bad story about wrestling and who you was with and what you was doing, you know, and that's what wrestling is. It brings memories, and, you know, 20 years from now, you'll be talking about something, you know, and that's, that's what's really, really cool about you. you. was with your dad, you know what I mean? You was your brother or whatever, you know, so that's what's really cool about wrestling,
3: yeah.
2: Oh, man, uh, definitely uh, uh, Kofi Kingston uh this uh this uh <laughs> history man this history uh you know way back in the day you know when i wanted you know um that moment changed my life and um kofi kingston has put in a lot of work man and this that that one that one day you know it could it could change his life tremendously and i'm, I'm pulling for him i had him on my my show last night hall of fame and um, just to talk to him and see how he felt about it man he it, it seems like you know Deja vu all over again. Hopefully, it won't end up the same way. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah an important question about that because New Day's been given a lot of interviews about how they use like real life race relations in the story, and I know you and Triple H had a very sort of like racially fueled
2: feud, yeah, yeah, and it didn't really end
1: well. And it made a lot of people mad, and a lot of people are still mad
2: about it. Well, but do you but have you, any sort of like uh, unique perspective on that? You know, story? I, you know, I didn't win that night. You know what I mean? Um, that night was not my night, but you know we look at me, look at me right now, uh, 2019, two-time Hall of Famer. So my, my career worked out pretty good, and, and I think the same thing is gonna happen with Kofi. I told Kofi, I say, if you win, you win. If you lose, you still win, uh, because the, the people, the, the fans, the universe created Kofi Mania, and um, and that's that's what's so organic about it. Yeah. So, if you're a two-time hall of famer just king booker and queen charmel get in as a three-time oh we're waiting on that one i mean king booker the uh the most majestic of them all man but, <laughs> yes, but sure. it, it wouldn't have been possible without my queen though no, seriously yeah <laughs> now you know man uh just getting a chance to see you know sights, you know just to see people watch you know i'm, I'm the type of guy you know when, when i'm not in the public I'm, I'm i'm in my own little space you know i'm i'm quiet i'm i'm simple you know so when i come here man i'm like a kid at Christmas time, you know, this, this, You know they say Vegas never sleeps, but New York, man, it never sleeps, man. This, this really is a city. <laughs> now
0: being a black champion, does that put any added pressure to taking that spot and being the top guy in the company?
2: You know, um, yes. I mean, because, um, you know, we represent, you know what I mean? And it's, it's very few of us that have been able to represent at that top level. Um, so um, to be able to, you know, take that spot and and know what it really really means I talked to kofi last night man and like i say um the stuff that he said was some of the same thing that parallel my story which was you know i didn't wrestle for championships or anything like that i didn't wrestle for that accolade i just wanted to be the best wrestler i just wanted to go out and perform better than everybody on the card i wanted my name to be mentioned you know with the great wrestlers at the end of the day and i think when you do that um everything else just falls into play man everything else just happens you know so so definitely it means a lot yeah do we get a Hall of Fame Spinner no, no, no. <laughs> Last man. Last time I did Spinner 2013 on, on the stage, it was hardwood floor. I had to have elbow surgery immediately after oh, that night. What about, <laughs> what about a Stevie Rooney? Yeah, I'm to do that. Yeah, I'm definitely trying to get that done. What Harlem Heat match That's going to be harder hard to get The Undertaker to do it, though, no, I'm serious.
1: What Harlem Heat match <laughs> would
2: you tell people to check out if they've never seen it? Um, Harlem had? Heat versus the uh, Steiner Public Brothers Hall wow. Uh, Sturgeon, South Dakota, man. I mean, we started a riot that day, man. It was awesome. We kicked their asses, too. So, uh, walk out champion, you know. We beat them uh, take the titles. Yeah, it was a good night. Nice. As well Very as the Nashies, nice. man. Had a lot of great nights with the Nashie boys too. And Nobs told me to make sure I mention him in my Hall of Fame speech. <laughs> Favorite singles opponent. Okay. Favorite singles
3: opponent.
2: Uh Chris Benoit, you know what I mean? Uh best of yeah. seven. You know, God bless him and his family. But uh I'll I'll be talking to you guys later, man. I gotta go get some of the Syrah. Where <laughs> are we looking first? Uh everywhere. Are you uh are you nervous for uh last this weekend? I don't
4: get nervous. No. Uh I am super nervous actually, uh it's obviously my first time at uh, WrestleMania, so that's uh, a huge a huge honor, a huge step in my career, and uh, actually I'm very nervous. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm in there with a bunch of professionals, everyone's all cool, everyone's chill, and everyone's awesome, so I, I feel like it's gonna be great. You are
3: consistently putting on some of the best matches I'm sure all of us have ever seen. How does it feel, though, when you hear that applause, especially on a stage like New
4: York City, where it's, everything's ten times bigger? Uh, no, uh, It's great. Anywhere you're at, whether it's New York or whether it's Kentucky or wherever you're at, like just to get that applause from anybody, it's always a good time. That's, that's, that's literally why we do it, to get that. You know what I mean? That's why that's the, the love for us is from you guys. You know what I mean? The love of our profession is from you guys. That's why we do it. So anywhere you're at, it's, it's amazing. You know what, I mean?
0: what are some lessons that you're taking from NXT into
4: WrestleMania this Sunday? That's what we we just try to do. We don't try to, like, compete with anybody. We don't try to outdo anybody. We just try to go out there and kill it to the best of our abilities. And that's what, you know, that's what we all do. You know what I mean? So uh, that's all we're going to do at WrestleMania. That's what I think everyone at WrestleMania, that's what they want to do. They want to go out there and kill it. So, yeah, that's it. I got a question for Seth. What's up? Are you aware how mad everybody is that Tony
2: needs wrestled at WrestleMania? Uh, (laughs) 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 From the (laughs) Internet
4: reaction, I thought everyone would be happy. It wasn't before it changed, so. Uh, no, it Tony deserves it man. He yeah, 110% were, uh, he, he works hard. 100 yeah. What do you think uh, 205 live needs to get more viewers
0: cuz it's such a good show and it's-
4: more promotion? <laughs> more promotion, more just a deeper roster of talent. You know, we have so many guys that can go for from bill to bill but you know, there's so many so many matchups you can have with the same round of guys. We need just maybe another 10, 20 guys. <laughs> Yeah, really. Give us some! <laughs> Share! They got, Share! They got more coming, it, like every month it feels like there's a new group coming in, you know what I mean? So they got a lot of talent down there and I feel like, yeah, like there's a lot of space up here, you know what I mean? Who's the next, who's the next, set uh, who's the next Ricochet thing? Hey, hey, there's, there's only, there's only one. one. Wait,
3: second one to none. Second to second nine. none. Wait, hold on. Wait, wait. Second, second
4: to none. Second to none. one. one. <laughs> that's, a, that's pretty good. <laughs> you
0: yeah, yeah, see? That's a Good
4: time for number one. Yeah, there we go.
0: Now, there's a bunch of new faces at 205 Live. Who are some of the people you look forward to working with? Ah, uh, Oni, bro.
4: I, I definitely look forward to getting back on the Oni again. That's that's number one. Oni rules. Uh, right, you, right, right to my face, bro. I'm right here. I can't be fake. I'm okay. sorry. Fair I got to keep it real. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. But one guy I really want to get a ring with is um, Humberto Carrillo. That's oh, he, one guy. Yeah, would, I definitely really want to get a good. ring with him again. Really He's new face. very, very talented. Yep. I like him a lot. Are we getting Cedric versus uh, Ricochet? Oh I hope so. We've been tr- we've been lobbying for this yeah, for about five years now. Well, not even on the independent. Not even on we never. The one that triple threat was no four way.
0: That was I uh, can't, of count, of that. That. can't that count that. Can't even that. that. Right. Right. We can clear out some space in the middle over there if we you guys want to. You know. Uh, uh, I will. I'm off
4: duty. I'm, I'm duty. not stretched. What happened was my like my a little tight right now. Yeah, my hamstrings. Little, my yeah, my hammies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a, little, a little snug. A little snug right now. Which match <laughs> are you looking for the most during the weekend? That's not yours. Ooh. That's a good Hot one. Hot seat. Hot seat. There, there are a lot. Um, let's see. I guess I would be... lying if I'm really intrigued to see the Johnny-Adam Cole match. Because I, I enjoy both those guys. Both those guys. can arguably put on the match of the night with anyone that they're in there with. And, those two are going to go in there and they both want it they both are going to kill it and they're the main event of takeover so like that's obviously like one of the the top spots to have on the whole weekend just because you know how the the steam that nxt's been building and this is i think going to be the not the pinnacle but like the exclamation mark on like what we do so i'm actually pretty excited to see that i'm actually excited to see the the nxt the four women's was it EO, Kyrie, Bianca? Oh, yeah. I, oh, like yeah. I feel like that's going to be pretty exciting. I feel like that's going to be I'll pull it up Bianca in you know that one. That's just me. <laughs> <laughs> after that
2: brief Bet interaction the on NXT, I wanted Casey's Shayna Blaze. Oh, man. I can't uh, okay, wait. That was the most me exciting, too. like 10
0: seconds of TV. I know, yeah. I, I wanted that. <laughs> it
2: was so funny because we were
4: cool watching it back. Like, she's going, and everyone's like, yeah, everyone's going crazy. As soon as she gets caught, everyone's like, ah. <laughs> no, know, everyone, everyone immediately was like, yeah. ah. Well, we, At like, least they cared, oh, yeah. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They to, to be back in Jersey, I mean,
3: Oh, it's so awesome. I actually got I got to go home to Clifton before we came here and see my family, so that was really cool. And this is my first WrestleMania weekend, so it's really cool for it to be at home for me. Yeah. What would you take everybody to the What was what? What would be your favorite place to take Man, I don't know. I'm like I'm I actually didn't go to New York a lot, like I was stuck in Jersey, right. so I'm like a tourist. I'm like, what? You, I'm like, where, yeah, where's if this we place was in that Texas we're going? What is it? Yeah. yeah, I have no idea. But So I'm just enjoying it too. But. Yeah. <laughs> is it uh, Kofi Mania or the
4: Planet Champion? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm all the way
3: Kofi Mania. Kofi.
4: Kofi's
5: earned
4: it, man. He's such a good dude already uh he's, he's earned it, man. He's got to be Kofi Mania for me.
5: Kofi Mania? So you don't care
4: about the planets? <laughs> I love the <Kool-Man>. planets. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Oh. Come oh, on there, fam. It's going to remain. We gotta
0: go. You got one more. One more. One more. Yeah. Okay, we're good. Favorite artist what you listen to. It hip hop. I guess I got to say Wale, right? <laughs> 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 just... no,
4: pressure, no pressure, no pressure. I mean, right? are you rolling with Wale too? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wale guy. Where am I standing? <laughs> right. oh, yeah, yeah, you're yeah, not yeah, wrong. I'm you're not wrong. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I will say though like I feel like Wally is one of the best out there. I will yeah, say he's that he's super underrated. B- yeah. Before, there's
2: not that many lyricists there out there, so yeah, I that like him. That, yeah. Before, yeah. like
4: I knew he was a fan. Before we like we kind of became friends. I also, dude, this like the album about nothing is one of my favorites. I thought that whole album you can listen to start to finish and not skip a track. I feel like he is one of the best out there. That's
5: like an A track, no skips. No, no skips. No skips. Yeah. No, <laughs> skips.
4: All right. cool, thank you, thank everybody. Have a good thank night. You. It's, it's unreal,
3: um, it's something that I've seen you know, all over Twitter, all over Instagram, um, so being able to actually be here is crazy, is and I'm loving it, absolutely loving it. Yeah. Are you looking forward to any matches this weekend? I'm looking forward to a lot this weekend. I'm a huge Adam Cole fan, so I'm looking forward to that main event, 100%. Um, I definitely hope that I can see a Bianca Belair win this weekend. Um, and I grew up watching Batista, so I'm looking forward to seeing him back in the ring, too. Yeah, absolutely. Who's your all-time favorite? Shawn Michaels and Eddie Guerrero. No thought about it. Yeah, yeah. I feel like both of them had that charisma, that energy that was almost unparalleled compared to everybody else. Uh, for sure. If you commit. Man. I don't know, um, because I feel like for me, what sticks out most is just the pop that he would get, like coming to the ring before the match even happens. Like that's always that one thing of like, there aren't many people who can who can do that. Um, Eddie Guerrero had a charisma that, from the second his music hit to the second that he left, it was just on 100 the whole time. So I don't know if, uh, if I have a favorite match. Yeah. As a uh, big Adam Cole fan, I had a friend of mine say they didn't
2: understand why people like Adam Cole. What's a good reason to like Adam Cole? What's a, how
3: do you? Understand? There's a button. He's the guy's He's the guy who's playing on the mic. He has an attitude. He has an injury. injury. I, so your was I don't like care about it. It's hard
0: to explain, I guess. I know on the other side spectrum you said you're an right. you grew up watching I think he's had many memorable moments. He's attacked basketballs. He's really funny on
4: microphone. <laughs>
0: yeah. For you, what were a couple of standout Batista moments
4: that Man, you
3: uh, I think about? for me. That, that initial return of like, uh, when he came back the first time, I think it could have been done a little bit better, but... Just seeing that excitement people had who are true Batista fans. Like, not this most recent return, but what was that, 2012, 2013? Um, and then, uh, definitely The Wave, for sure, of like, I'm out of here, y'all ain't treating me right, gotta do something, but Batista's fantastic, he's great. Yeah. Are you planning to do an Eddie Guerrero remix soon? Ooh, boy! <laughs> I feel like there are certain there are certain theme songs and there are certain characters that um, are very difficult to to embody. If I if I do something like that, I gotta be hundred and twenty percent ready and do something that's gonna surprise people and, and really speak to it. Um, I kind of tested that with DX. If I could get DX, I'm good. If I can get jo- Samoa Joe's theme. I can probably do a lot. So I like I got I got those two. Um, and I have another one that's uh that I have to cross off that list before I can kinda get into that and that's Stone Cold. So yeah, I feel like if I don't do Stone Cold right, then all of y'all are gonna turn and go look at the next person. <laughs> so gotta do it right. Yeah. Awesome. I appreciate you guys. Thank, Thank you so much. Yeah.
5: That's right. Oh we didn't oh, we did remain oh, My throat th- just got scratched by my Okay. Hey, Hey, let me tell you a little something. Little tell them. Tell them. Those motherfuckers uh, right there. Right there. Oh. Those motherfuckers. Oh. Check out those white boys right there. These they're, guys. They're not only white boys, they came from England, so they really white. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Those motherfuckers said that Bullet Club was dead. That? Oh, shit. Those motherfuckers said the Bullet Club was dead. That? Never. Hey, hey, hey. We rolling in five years deep, all right? We're going on our six-year next month. Six-year anniversary of Bullet Club. Ain't nobody, ain't no other faction ever done it like us. Never. Ever. Hey, and if you say SWO, Bless your poor soul, because they did it well too, but shit, God damn it. Bullet Club, we made stars all over the world, international motherfuckers. Hey, name it. Prince David. Who Who knows Prince David? Who knows him? Who knows him? Oh, oh, my bad. Finn Balor. Who knows Finn Balor, hey? Hey, you motherfuckers. His name is Prince fucking David. He came from New fucking Japan, God damn it. Hey. Hey, AJ Styles! AJ <laughs> Styles! Who knows AJ Styles? Know AJ Styles. That's right, the motherfuckers! Stuff. AJ Styles' name was made from Bullet Fucking Club. Hey, Kenny Omega! Kenny, motherfucking Omega! Fucking shit! Hey, before Fuck y'all knew who Kenny Omega was, he was a DDT, fucking flamboyant little fucking school child cheerleader. Let him know. know! Come to Bullet Club, we made you a motherfucking star. Stars. Hey! You're fucking welcome, y'all bitch asses. Hey, now, now we got the future. The best of them all. The number one guy that's gonna fucking murder every single one of those dudes. And all those dudes were my dudes. Jay motherfucking White. What? My motherfucking words. This guy right here is the future. He's the future because he's the one that New Japan trusted to put that belt on. That's the guy that I trusted to put that motherfucking title of Bullet Club on. Five years, hitting next month, six fucking years strong Bullet Club. Ain't nobody ever done it like us. Never. 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 They try. Hey. 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 You're motherfucking welcome. God damn it. Shit. Let's go. Hey! Hey! This is a fucking time for real t- 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 money mother- club hours! You hear me? Freeze! You motherfuckers! Put the <laughs> you motherfuckers! Hey! And those are the motherfuckers that said every year! Those they motherfuckers like them said that we were dead! That's not what he said. And every year! That's not said! said. So you yes. yes. said that, yes. Yes. Said that yes. what he yes. said! My bad! My bad! My bad! My bad! They said that we're dead after they said I was a legend, which is true. Hey, 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 I, I, I heard he's trying to get into wrestling now. <laughs> but we all know how that's gonna end up. Hey! Do we? Do we now? Hey. We'll find out. Hey! We're okay. hey. Okay. hey? I'm gonna show you what a DT. DDT feels like! Boom! Jake the Snake style, baby!
3: Whoa. Time of fucking tongue everybody! Time of fucking tongue! The real fucking legend, you hear me? Ladies
5: and gentlemen, this is the last stop on the screen.